I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now listening to the Save Cast. The number one old school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Save Cast, a number 95 with Radish Boy. Radish Boy, how are you doing this fine afternoon? I am doing fantastic, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely great. And finally, we get you on the cast. I feel like we've been talking about this since March yeah. of like this year. <laughs> yeah, no, forever. you're right. Because you're like, hey, I'll probably hit you up in like June or July. And I was like, I, I was geeked. I like called my mom. She has no <laughs> idea who you are. But I was like, ma, like I'm going to be on a podcast. And this guy's like, he like podcasts the, the like the super cool guys. <laughs> And then, like, you never messaged me back, and I was like, oh, God, oh, God. I, am I not cool anymore? <laughs> so, like, real talk, I'm a, I'm an extremely unorganized person. Um, okay. Well, yeah. I, I can't really say I'm extremely unorganized, but for my own good, I really should be more organized. And uh, a lot say, of the yeah. time, I, like, I have this list that I've had since last, like, I'm talking 2021, like, mid-2021-ish. I've had this list that's just been ever expanding of guests that have shown interest or guests that I want to have on that I haven't even asked. And it's just ever expanding. And there's just been a huge load of just names that I want to get through, including uh, repeat guests as well. And so like, oh, I have you talk- already had one before? Oh, I've had have many. You- I've had many repeat guests. I probably have oh. like uh, maybe seven or eight. Okay. Or ma- maybe more. I don't know. But Basically, what I'm trying to say, and I'll I'll keep this short, is like I have reached out to people and people have reached out to me and I say all these things and I don't even have a calendar to put it on. So it's just like I'm trying to keep it in my head and I'll write it down on some certain notepads and other places and it just gets to be this scrambled jumble (laughs) and it's like the worst thing ever and I just get this pit in my stomach when I realize months later (laughs) that I've told somebody and trust me, you're not, you are not the only person that has been suffering with this of me saying, hey, I'll get you on the cast in a couple months and then it's been like six, seven months, maybe even over a year at this point. I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. 
no that's dude it's totally understandable (laughs) i'm really really chill dude so yeah no and i've you obviously um made me like feel a little bit more comfortable about it when i did reach out to you again i'm like dude i really apologize like i'm getting through other guests and stuff it's been it's been a journey for myself i'm trying to become more organized and uh it has just been almost two years of the cast at this point so going into year three i really want to like you know start getting a bit more organized and get this a little bit more structured as well so yeah so radish boy who are you for those that don't know if you'll have like i don't know maybe like a brief summary of what you do in the osr's community and just who you are as a person yeah so uh if we just stick to the osrs community aspect of things uh i'm radish boy i i people just normally call me radish uh i i do a lot of pvm ish content uh i love hardcore life uh i know that you have a very strong opinion on hardcores and i've heard it in many of your (laughs) many of your podcasts (laughs) don't get cold feet you can cut me down i don't mind um but i i uh i i'm i i know i play runescape like full time but I've said this from day one of streams is like my true desire in life is to be a motivational speaker. I, and I just right now get the opportunity to do that while I'm playing, in my opinion, the greatest game ever created. That's sick. That's, that's beautifully said. <clears throat> Thanks man. So at what point did you want to become a motivational speaker? Cause I feel like, uh, yeah, I, as most people, I feel like have certain ideas of who they want to be in life and i feel like all of those kind of shift in a way so has motivational speaker always been your sort of goal or when did that kind of uh... um i went through a very very um trying time when i was in my 20s um like i don't know like it's crazy i don't know how where how deep to go dude (laughs) but um essentially i was uh i was like really heavy into drugs and um and i was like literally um how do you say this like falsely imprisoned by a hospital that where they like there was like a lawsuit and they like lost the lawsuit they like Mm. wouldn't let me go and they did like a bunch of shit and like made me take medicine that i wasn't fucking it really messed with my head anyway after I like came through that portion of my life, it was the the lowest and darkest I've ever been. I realized that like there was so much potential inside of me to like, if I was like, Oh, if I can make it through that, I can make it through anything. And then when I started to like reach out and tell people my story, like growing up and, um, and then I would also couple that with like being a musician. I, I, for six years, I played, um, like I played music professionally. I was a, a worship leader for churches. I would travel and stuff. Um, and I loved it. I love that, uh, that aspect of life, but I've always had like a, an issue with like any organized religion. Plus I also like saying like shit and, and fuck, <laughs> and I don't think that's wrong. And if you think it's wrong, then you just fucking need to take a break. <laughs> you know, like that's, it's, it's with me, you know, I just, I think like loving people is like really, really awesome. So, Um, I would like tell these like, and then I just like realized that all these people, um, that I would come in contact with, like everybody has these like amazing attributes about themselves. And sometimes most of the time people's like biggest enemies in life is themselves. And my dad, who is a, who has been a, an officer, he was in law enforcement for 40 years. Uh, 
he always referred to himself as a public servant and never once referred to himself as a law enforcer. And I think my dad just like really, really modeled like humbleness. Um, and always literally, if you call him up at any time, see him in public, you ask him how he's doing. He says, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And it doesn't matter what he's going through. And so like, I've just had this like really incredible experience growing up. And so my dad, I just attribute to who like, I'm the man I am today because of him. And I'm so thankful, um, to, to be like raised kind of like, you know, with my dad's mentality. And then I've kind of brought it a little bit more into 2022. Like my dad doesn't swear, doesn't drink. Like I enjoy beer. I say piss, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then I realized like, I, uh, I want to, I want to like tap into people's like natural ability to be a leader. Like, I feel like we're all destined for greatness. Um, but we get into the rut of things and just like enjoy the mundane, um, but you don't really start living until you can like really focus on like getting rid of that victim mentality and start becoming like a victor and literally in anything, in any situation. And so, uh, I've had the blessing of having a unique outlook on life, uh, from what I've gone through. And I just want to encourage people to be like, dude, it's like literally the best way to live. I'm not wealthy. I'm not like, you know, I'm not the smartest man in the world, but I think that my unique outlook on life can help people. And so, and then also like, like I said, and then I've just coupled that with, with, uh, doing RuneScape and we've had some really awesome conversations in stream. Um, and then, and then most, I mean, most of the time, especially recently, we just like hardcore, like degen RuneScape stuff, but eventually, (laughs) you know, every once in a while we break into the little like real life category of things. So that's beautiful, man. Everything you just said right there is like really cool. Cause me personally in my life, what I have seen is, like, I know you said, like, uh, the kind of the victim mentality. I've never really attributed that exactly to me, but I have seen little bits of it. Sort of like sure. I've seen myself as a certain person, and I can't ever break free from that. Like, this is who I am. And But yeah. then I've, I've had experiences in my life, especially recently, of like, no, that, that doesn't need to be who I am. I am a constantly changing human. You know, I can... Right. I can really decide for myself who I want to be and what I want to get involved with and who I want to be around. And, uh, dude, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I consider it like living on like a certain like wavelength or frequency. Like if you were like a radio tower, you know, like radio towers can only pick up certain frequencies mm-hmm. or whatever frequency they're on. That's the, that's the signals that they'll receive. And so I just think, you know how, like if you wake up in the morning, you stub your toe, if you just like, focus on that we're like oh now it's going to be a shit day because i stubbed my toe and then you're late to work and you're like oh it's probably because today's a shit day and so then you just like get that in like you're sending that message out to the universe and then it's just like it's sending it back you know like get yourself on a different frequency you know and so like that anytime i just hear people constantly complaining i'm just like bro you're doing this to yourself and you're so you have no idea man like the the amount of potential that lives inside of you like stop drowning it <laughs> you know in your own pain um and so that's i i try it but sometimes you know a lot of the times people get offended by um stuff like that so i, I try to caution i try to be respectful in, in pretty much all aspects of, of life that I can be. so Yeah, it's really tough because there really is no truly convincing anybody of anything. Everybody's on their right. own path. Oh, yeah. And it really, oh, yeah, it really does suck because if you do see somebody that's really following your 
footsteps that led you down a horrible path in your 20s potentially like when you see yeah. somebody going down that you you want to help but there really is just no helping besides just loving them really and they have to find yeah their own dude course yeah I, I i got some really solid guidance and this this <laughs> uh runescape reddit would hate me for this but um and really just anybody on the internet, <laughs> there's something I learned from a wise man once that was kind of like a life mentor of mine. And he said, when you see those stupid posts on Facebook or stupid posts on whatever social media site where you think whatever they put out there was dumb, you have to ask yourself, are you looking to make a point or are you looking to make a difference? Because are you going to make a difference by looking at somebody's post and commenting and saying, this is a shit post and you're a shit individual? Is anybody going to really go, I am a shit individual. <laughs> like, you're going to make a difference in my life. No, you're making a point. You're not going to do anything. And it's just going to start an argument. And a lot of people get like, you know, just bent out of shape over shit like that. So mm. I, I caution myself with most of the shit that I post um, or respond to anybody. I just think like, is there any sustenance in this? I've, every once in a while, it's hard for me to hold back when I get like some trolls that yeah. are talking shit to my friends. But most of the time, I'd like to say like, am I going to make a point or a difference? And 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 I I would rather make a difference. That's so cool. I'm just going to stay positive, you know? Yeah, I, I've had those moments. I know this is a little bit different than the, the point you were making, but just this sense of tr maybe wanting to say something or replying to a thread on Twitter or wanting to kind of like, I don't know, yell your opinion or yell your thoughts out. And then, Oh you, yeah. Yeah. If, if you can resist it in the moment, an hour later, you'll realize like, Oh my God, thank God I didn't post that. Or like, totally, I'm so totally glad. <laughs> like that's totally right now. Dude. Yeah. I, I, I was even saying like today, I, every once in a while I have like these crazy ideas of what I'd love to see in RuneScape. Right. Mm -hmm. And yesterday I had an idea and it took me like 30 minutes. I put together like a little PDF or a PNG file and I threw it up on Reddit and I threw it up on Twitter and so many people got offended. And I was like, bro, this is like a 30 minute thought, man. Like I didn't invest my life in this. It was literally just called like a new game mode called insanity where you're just a main player. You're not at hardcore. You're just a main character. But you have all the tendencies of a hardcore that if, but if you die, like your entire accounts reset, like you lose all your items, you lose all your stuff. Mm -hmm. So there'd be like item sinks built in naturally. And, you know, and it just like, that was just, I, I was like, Ooh, that'd be kind of crazy to watch. Like that'd be a cool little series or whatever it was. So I threw something together. There's a lot of comments on it, but people are like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. You need to delete this. And I'm like, bro, it'll yeah, be okay, man. <laughs> it'll I, be okay. Yeah. I've, that I feel like most of that comes from Reddit. It, I feel like there's like the, the certain group of individuals that just refresh the new posts on the 2007 scape and they just like bombard just yeah. like posts. They I got hate. my shit kicking boots on today. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Like, no, trust me. I've, I've gone through my fair few posts on Reddit where I'll like sure. Share. And by the way, I gotta say. I used to post on Reddit of some of my ideas before I ever started making rambles and even really being a content creator in general. And now it's really nice to have my own little safe space on my YouTube channel. If people have a problem with it, they don't need to watch it. It's not like I'm 
posting. Well, I guess I technically am posting to a public forum, which is YouTube. But like, it is sure, my yeah. own little channel where it's like not yeah. everyone needs to see this. But well, I most will of the just time, like the negatives ideas. drowned mm-hmm. out by uh, by the positive comments of your community. You know? Yeah. And the other thing is, what's cool is you can kind of curate who is it, who is your audience. You know, because what you want is sure, yeah. good criticism and good feedback and stuff because i'm not claiming to have all the best fucking ideas i'm literally right spewing, totally totally i'm spewing stuff to create creativity like I, I want this game to expand i want this game to just be like the best it can be which a lot yeah. of people have their own ideas i have my own i share them i take feedback tr- I, I try to take feedback gracefully it's very tough sometimes but sure. the last thing you want is some guy just saying you're stupid i hate you all your ideas <laughs> suck because then at that point, I have my own little platform where I'll just hide them from the comments. And now they're they're basically shadow banned. So there's probably a bunch of people I have on my YouTube that's just like commenting that nobody can see, which is just a beautiful thought. Um, but yeah, it really comes down to just people being actually angry and like hateful and spiteful toward people rather than just giving critiques on the idea. So yeah, 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 yeah. There was I I just always like if if I'm ever in a like a like a debate with somebody about like something, if I wanted a game mode or if I wanted a any sort of RuneScape idea, like when I was working like for a like a corporation, uh, one thing that one of my bosses had said was like if you don't like one of the ideas, you are not allowed to say that you don't like it and that's it. You have to have your own input. So if you're like, this is a stupid idea, but this is what I think is better, like that's welcomed. But if you can't just be like, you just can't be a shitter. Yeah. Like you can't just shit on something just to shit on it. Like you have to have viable information to like mm-hmm. back up why you think it's dumb. And I've always, I've always like thought like that's brilliant. I love it because then it it removes the fact that like nope, that's dumb. Like this is a stupid idea. Yeah, you see it on Twitter, uh, you know, Jmod's posting their art, and you get the same shit where people on the internet, and we gotta keep in mind, this is Twitter and Reddit and stuff, like, people will just be angry. There are angry people yeah. on the internet that are free to post whatever they want. So, it really does suck when people just get extremely hateful towards something and inevitably, like, make it personal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there it's, is it's the, definitely a, the... a good way to go about it, yeah. Right. I, I think it's the it's the blessing and curse of anonymity. If somebody can hide behind it, you know, like, well, today I'm not Radish Boy. Today I'm, you know, Hung Solo 49. And like, it doesn't matter. Like, I can say anything I want to now. And like, that's just the way it is. You can just like disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, you can say whatever you want to and then you have no repercussion of it. So, but but I, I would say I, I like to think that most of the time all my interactions are pretty positive. And if, if you keep your circle of positive people, you know, like with you, you can with your stream. If you get somebody in there that's like constantly being negative and stuff, you're just like, see you later, dude. And then like you remove that negativity from your from your stream and like that, that um, you know, desire. Like you were saying with the whole shadow ban thing, like like I, I wish there's a, there's a couple things that I wish Twitch would do. I wish that if you ban somebody from your content, they're not allowed to watch either. Like, cause that's something dude, I've had a couple people I've banned and then I was receiving like private messages from them. Just like commenting, like they're uh, in the chat still. And I'm like, homie, bro, so gross. I banned you for a reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad they've at least removed the chat aspect. Cause watching a stream without the chat can like, definitely take away the vibe from it but yeah the, it really should just be like when you're banned like you're just cleared from it like you're kicked out yeah 
Right. Or there should at least be an option for it. Because <clears throat> sometimes sure. it is kind of cool to just like, uh, you know, if somebody takes it too far and they start messaging you even after they're banned, that's something different. You just block them after that. But sure. it, like they're still counting as a viewer toward your thing. It, like you, It's just kind of like a cool <laughs> thing to think like I ban them and they're still like they still want to be here. Like, dear God, that's weird. <laughs> I'm just too cool. <laughs> so when did you start streaming and how has the whole like content creation phase been for you i mean you are uh, oh dude yeah. i it's for me it's been like the greatest experience of my life i i started streaming i distinctly remember uh there was a moment so this was probably three years ago uh i was my wife we had just my son bear at the time and then she has a daughter like prior to our marriage um who's much older than bear uh but i don't i don't remember it was like during the thick of covid and um i was let go from one of my jobs because of like covid stuff right and uh and i i told my wife uh i said i think I think I want to like, before I just go and apply for jobs, I want to get like two weeks, just kind of like chill at home, help with, you know, bear. He's really young at the time. Um, and I, I think I want to like create some content, um, for this game I play called runescape. And she's like, yeah, babe, whatever you want to do. Uh, so I, I had an idea to make a, uh, one pet at a time, like guy and uh we're like i would i would just do one skill and then i could only do that skill until i got the pet and then i would unlock other skills like incrementally mm. um so there i i split all the skills into pet skills and non-pet skills um so like obviously fishing is a pet related skill cooking is not a pet related skill and so like my first thing i unlocked was like fishing and cooking i wasn't allowed to get any sort of levels in anything else other than just fishing and cooking um now doing that i had made like a couple videos about it and and then i started like working again right so like the weeks had passed and i made like one video and i put it on this like facebook post called uh or this facebook group when i had a facebook and it was called uh osrs in inappropriate places which i don't think is any longer a uh a runescape like i don't think it's a facebook thing anymore i don't know i've it has been forever since i've been on facebook um but it like in my opinion at the time it went like viral right because yeah, i got yeah. like 600 subscribers like overnight to my youtube channel and I was like freaking out. I was like, this is so freaking cool. Like a lot of people liked the idea. They're like, this sounds miserable. <laughs> like it's going to take you forever. Um, oh, and it was also a hardcore Iron Man. So like the, the account that I played for a long time called the pet guy, that was the start of the pet guy. Mm. And, um, and then I, what I did is I, I just like, I like statistics and I kept track of like everything. And so I, I made another video called like uh, um, 25 million experience at the fishing guild. And it was literally just like, what do you get in 25 million XP just harpooning sharks and also keeping track of literally every single uh, random event. And I had it all documented. It's, it's on YouTube. It's got like seven views. 
Um, <laughs> but then like Rendy, Rendy yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. saw my original video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, dude, I like this idea, but like, I feel like it'd be hard to find content, blah, 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 blah. Well, I didn't know who he was at the time, but a year later. Okay. So like that was, that was a year later. I come back and I realized that Rendy commented. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe Rendy commented on this. This is so cool. And so then like, I started chatting with him again and I made a, I had another idea at the time. So this is literally like, there was like a month of time where I tried to make content and then everything stopped. Cause I had to start like working again mm-hmm. and fast forward, um, to, uh, <clears throat> my like the next idea about a year later i had uh this idea where i wanted to hook up this little like switchboard thing and and i made like food objects like pressure sensitive and then i would program each individual object i was touching to be a different input into my screen and i made a video called uh banana only and i killed demonic gorillas using bananas like as my controllers and i thought at the time i was like this is my freaking you know the pinnacle of my career (laughs) this is like video number four and i was like this is so good i put a lot of time into it it was really expensive actually too like a couple hundred bucks to get all this stuff um and i i pieced together this video and i edited it and tried to make it as fun as possible i also wore a monkey head um and after I made the video, I told my wife, I was like, babe, I think I've heard of this website called Twitch. I think I want to go. And this is super cringy now to think about it, but I had no idea about the culture of Twitch at all. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was like, I think I want to go onto Twitch and like maybe pay some streamers to like watch my videos like advertisement, which mm-hmm. now I realize like if people do that, it's like not the move. <laughs> Don't fucking do that. If you're listening and you think, oh, Radishka, that's that's a fucking good idea. It's not a good idea. It's super cringy. Nobody likes it. Um, so I did that. <laughs> and uh, I was I was surprised by the turnout. Like there was some people, Odablock had like a really good reaction to it. Um, uh, Mr. Mammal had a really good reaction to it. And then, uh, but where I found a lot of my like time to money ratio, if you look at it, like from an advertisement perspective was the smaller streamers. And there was a girl named Vavisk who, uh, she was like blown away. Uh, she's from Brazil and, and she's just the most loveliest person. Uh, and then she just like, was like, you need to stream this. Like, this is amazing. You need to make this happen. And so I thought about it for a while. I was just in and out of her chats. Like, I hung a lot around her. And then I met this girl named Katerina, um, who's, like, another amazing individual. Uh, And then one day I decided, like, I told my wife, I said, hey, babe, I think I'm going to try this live streaming thing, but I got to one-up the bananas. And uh, and so I I decided to do – I I hooked up a bunch of hot dogs – and I oh, made God. my stream, my first ever stream title is Killing Serb with my wiener. Oh, and, my God. <laughs> and I went, I got a Serb task and I went and killed like a hot dog with hot dogs. And uh, and I just like did it. I just like went live 
and there's nobody there and I'm having a ball. Dude, I'm like <laughs> like super excited. Like it was so fun to me, but then like one viewer came in and his name was Afro Senbo. I'll never forget my first original viewer. Um he's VIP to this day. And then I remember getting a raid from Vavisk like three hours into my stream. I was doing all this hot dog stuff and it was really, really fun. And I was like, this is a totally different experience than what I expected to just like play a video game and have people watch you. Mm -hmm. Well, that night, Behemoth got a hold of me. And I'm fully aware who Behemoth is at this time, but he intros super humbly. He's like, hi, my name's Behe and I, I've got like a video, a YouTube channel and I was wondering if I could like get your clips. And I was like, shut your mouth. Literally, you can have anything you want, man. Like, and then like my, so my first ever stream was on Behe and I was super pumped. But then Behe said something to me that like created a lot of anxiety. And he's like, dude, this is like so unique. I've never seen this before. I'm looking forward to seeing what you have planned next. Mm. And I was like, planned next. I didn't think about like another stream. <laughs> I just had one planned, man. Like, what do you mean? So then like, I was, I was going over some stuff and I didn't know what I wanted to do for my next stream. So I did, I hung fried chicken from my ceiling and killed Criara by using like chicken. Like every single time I touched a chicken, it would either press a button on my computer or it would move my mouse for me. Um, either on like the X and Y coordinate. Um, and then that one made Behemoth too. And then I was like hooked. I was instantly hooked. Um, but I've gotten away from doing that because A, there's a lot of prep that goes into it. Oh, it's really imagine. expensive. Yeah. Um, but I think you know, a lot of people have mentioned it. And I even saw it on one of the Twitter things. Uh, I think it was Hampshire um, had said like, Hey, when I first met you, you were killing stuff with food. Like, do you ever plan on doing that again? I think it'd be fun to do something, but we'd have to really go big. Um, you know, we've, we've done a lot of stuff. I, I killed a uh, Bodie told me to kill Kraken. So I used squid to kill Kraken. Like I bought raw octopus from the store. That was my most expensive video and, uh, or my most expensive stream. Like the octopus was like 80 bucks and I had two of them and, uh, and I killed Kraken, which was super lame. Cause like you just sit there. I mean, it's like not a hard boss to kill, you know? So but, how does how does it transfer from this very original unique idea into more of a normal stream approach where it's more consistent and everything like that? Like what was your thought process? Did you think because you have started and, and I want to also just say I've seen this happen before where somebody starts streaming with some crazy content that really can't be upkept consistently. Yeah. And I feel like that cannot like potentially weigh on the content creator and be like i have to sure, one up yeah. this i have to go harder and if i don't then my channel is going to die slowly because i you know people expect more and more so what was that for you like for me naturally uh I, and i think this about just really much every aspect in life but like eventually the truth will come out and i'm not the kind of person to do crazy stuff all the time mm -hmm. right and so eventually i'm going to want to just play runescape and talk and get to know people and so then like i don't know i i just my my personality is like i would rather have like meaningful conversations i'm not a huge fan of like the well how's the weather today like that shit like that's not my thing so like 
Um, but also I'm like extremely passionate about RuneScape. RuneScape is like one of the only games I've ever played. Um, and I would say this World of Warcraft and Hearthstone are the only, uh, maybe a little bit of League of Legends, but um, like I, I used to like almost rotate through the games, but RuneScape has always and will always be like my number one true love. Because okay. I, I, dude, I've played RuneScape since, and I don't know if this is factual or not, and I'd love to have a game mod tell me if this is even possible, but I've played RuneScape, like, from before they even were counting how old your accounts are, because I have two accounts that are from, like, maybe February 21, or February 2001. Jesus. And, um, and I'm 1,000% certain that uh my first ever original account which was dark master 72 because i was like an edgy 11 year old kid um <laughs> 10 technically at the time but uh it says that it's the same age as radish boy but i know that's not true mm. and so and then when i look at it it says that i created my accounts a year after I know I started playing. So so I'm assuming there's like a time in history in RuneScape history where they started to like track account age. Yeah, that's my accounts how it works. Yeah, and my accounts are just older than that. So so, so they started yeah. counting them what? 2002, you imagine? I would imagine to well, to be exact, like I would know the exact date. It would be like but I don't know if I can say that. People say yeah. if you tell your account age like it compromises your account that's crazy though to think it's been over 20 years yeah i have i have legitimately a date in my phone where i'm like so if you're american you you know like you can't drink until you're 21 um i have an i have an alert on my phone set for the day that my account turns 21 and i'm gonna have a (laughs) drinking stream with my original account Darkmaster 72 we're gonna go to all the bars and pubs and we're gonna buy all the beer and i'll be like one of the first people to ever legally drink on like i guarantee you i don't know if there's anybody that's still been playing around as long as i have but (laughs) like one of my friends that got me into the game he is on the snapshot of the original 2000 characters Wow. So, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it's back in the day. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy. It's and and I've I've literally played. I've always thought everything. I mean, I remember sleeping bags. I remember like just the weirdest shit, dude. But yeah, there's there's a lot of history here. It's it's cool to know <laughs> that this game really has thrived throughout it all. I know there's obviously been crazy things that have happened at Jagex. I mean, I. <clears throat> watching sure, yeah. i think it was like the what it was it the 15 year documentary or whatever of runescape that scene where it shows you know the gower brothers andrew gower especially leaving jagex at that time to basically have it taken over by like you know other like another ceo and stuff i just felt like yeah. that was like a dark day for jagex just like sure that. yeah the original creator the original bright mind is now like leaving it up to other people and uh even though you know people can do amazing things that we do have an amazing sure. game even without the gowers it was just there was a crazy i don't know there's been some crazy experiences at jagex and runescape in general but it's cool to know that we still have a game that's so familiar that can bring us back to like those good old days yes. i started playing in 2004 and i mean okay this game still brings me back so much nostalgia dude yeah man it's amazing do you okay? Can you tell me what is your earliest memory of RuneScape? 
Um, trying to think. So when I first started playing RuneScape, I got introduced by it by a kid in fourth grade. And he found it on Miniclip. And I remember really being interested in computer games at the time because my family just got a home computer. I must have been like maybe a year prior to that. And it was a piece of shit. Yeah. It was totally crappy. Of course. And it was a big boob tube monitor, you know, just that Heck massive yeah, the thing. Heck yeah, the CRTs, like, dude. Yeah, just huge. And, um, <laughs> and like, you know, when like uh, your mom had to make a telephone call or something, it would just completely oh, bro, yeah. break the internet. And so, yeah. You, Mag, I, I, the phone! <laughs> I would have to. I was, I was such a, I was such a, I don't know. I, I was, this was kind of messed up, but I would snag the home phones. We had two different home phones. Whenever I was to play RuneScape after school, I would grab the two oh. home phones. And whenever anybody would call. I would just instantly hang it up. I'd literally have my phone. Re- <laughs> I'd have my hand resting on the end call button, just so oh that when God, any call amazing. happens, I just insta end it. And I can continue playing my game, <laughs> which was totally messed up because back then, like you, you had to take calls. You know? No wait, you're the you're the founder of EHP, bro. <laughs> like this is not no, efficient ab- hours played. Okay, <laughs> absolutely not. But I will say one of my first ever <laughs> memories. I think that's something that's mostly ingrained in me because obviously there were memories prior to this. But something that really stuck with me was killing thieves behind uh the Verrock rune store aubrey's little rune store in that little like just the slums of Verrock. oh like the muggers yep the mugger no no but they were specifically the level 16 thieves because i would kill the men i would kill okay, the muggers yeah. you know i'd kill all those people and then sure. I-, I was like level 30 or something and i didn't even know how to train strength so i was still hitting like ones but my, you know, my attack was pretty high. But I was like, dude, I need to get enough hit points because I want to be able to kill a thief without yes. eating any food and just being able to kill him. Because, like, that'll prove to me that I've, like, gotten some serious gains on my account. Anyway, so that's really my first memory of it. And it was glorious. And then from there dude, on. that's awesome, man. I don't know. It just, good days. What about you, though? First ever memories. Uh, for me, I remember, so when when they introduced Runite Armor, um every is classic one of or is this oh yeah dude okay. this is like this is my earliest memory of runescape okay ever um maybe i don't know i remember there's a couple things that i think i remember but i don't know because if you've ever taken psych classes that you like your brain can just like make shit up mm-hmm. so i don't know if these are real memories or not but i do remember like the first time i made an account i chose to be a miner or a blacksmith mm. i think is what i chose um, like it was an actual in-game option you could choose. Uh, and then there was PVP everywhere. So you'd like walk out of Lumbridge and you just get like shit on. Um, but so after the PVP thing was removed, I think, um, there was at least in the, my extremely limited 11 year old mind, um, Everybody, there was no place in the game at all to buy black armor. And so you only could get it from drops. And I had a black medium helmet. And I remember like two or three people in game were like, yo, where did you get that? Like people thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't even remember. I think it was like the dark, like the, I don't even remember where I got it. Maybe there was the, if the guys in the wilderness were there at the time, I don't remember. Like, but what I do remember is like such this authentic interaction between two total strangers. I'm walking into Falador and a guy comes up to me and he says, yo, I'll trade you my rune mace. 
for your black medium helmet. And I thought, oh, Rune? Like, I'm going to be the first, like, in my friend group to own Rune. And I'm like, absolutely. So I traded this guy. And, like, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Like, you just get it from the GE, you know, if you want anything. But to see somebody with an item that you want, and you're like, I want that, and I have this. And uh, it was so, like, I remember I was geeking. All my friends thought, like, oh, dude, you're so strong now. Like, we didn't know anything about anything. <laughs> And so, like, I had my rune mace, and I was like, let's go, dude. <laughs> like, Gosh. it was so cool, dude. That was, like, my thing, man. That's I remember, incredible. That's, like, yeah, at the gates of Falador, dude, memories I, were made. <laughs> I just missed that mysterious feel of RuneScape where you're just walking around, and you don't know what items are. I remember the first time I got scammed, I bawled my eyes out. I... I, oh, um, bro, yeah. Like, I tr- I thought spinach rolls were worth 100K. Actually, I thought they were worth 200K. <laughs> and they, they kind of were, to be honest. You just had to find the right person and say, like, these are worth this much. Because I feel like there was a general consensus that spinach rolls were worth this much. And muddy keys, muddy keys were worth, like, half a mil randomly. And, again, this might just be my really young nine-year-old brain that would just sure, thought yeah. it was. Because I would just hang around <laughs> yeah. a bunch of scammers because I thought they were, like, genuine people. <laughs> but, like... I remember yeah. losing my first ever 100K, and 100, 100K Dude, took, back in the like, day. a month. Like, that was a month yeah. worth of just hardcore grinding an hour a day. And, uh, yeah. yeah, losing that, and I got a spinach roll for it. And, oh, uh, that, yeah, it was just it was just horrible, because people were just like, dude, that's not worth anything. Because I would try to sell it for two. I sold it for 100K, and I was, I was, I was going to flip it, basically, for 200K. And, oh okay yeah, it, yeah. Just, it just never happened I, I could never sell flip, it dude. I, I could i didn't have the manipulative prowess to like manipulate sure. somebody else into buying it so i just basically sobbed all night and i just yeah. had my little spinach roll but yeah fuck me so so with playing runescape as long as i have obviously there's like it's what i like is it there's kind of like this like uh this like lineage of like growing up as like an adult or as a young kid and then growing up into an adult, like, and playing RuneScape for as long as I have, like, there's so many memories I have on there. I remember I have one distinct memory of when I scammed somebody. I remember I used to bot back in the day. I got radish boy was permanently banned when I was like 16 years old for botting. And I just like quit playing RuneScape. And then one day I just tried to get back on and I just logged on and I was like, huh? Like, what the heck? And then I just, like, swore to never bot again. And this is, like, maybe a couple years later. Well, And this might be wrong again. This might just be a false memory. But I guess there was, like, a some breach in some sort of, like, account security. And they just literally unban all the banned accounts. That's so crazy. And then, like, I just got Radish Boy back. And I, I try to think now, like, where would I be if Radish Boy was still banned? Like, would I even have, I have, what if I have ever gone back to RuneScape? Or would I be known as, like, Darkmaster72? Because I still mm-hmm. had that account. Um, but, and this, this sounds like super, <laughs> super unbelievable, but it really did happen. I remember I was at the Varrock West Bank, and this is, I don't even know, I might have been 15, 16 years old. Uh, so 2005, 2006, maybe 2007 area. Um, I'm playing on Radish Boy's account and, uh, like on the account Radish Boy is what I mean. Um, and this guy comes up to me out of nowhere and says, yo, dude, do you go to, I literally don't remember, but do you go to X and Y, you know, high school? And I thought in my manipulative teenage mind, he thinks he knows me. (laughs) 
So I'm going to play along. And I'm like, yeah, how do you know me? That's creepy. And he's like, bro, I'm Steve. I don't know his name, but he's like, I'm so-and-so. I didn't know you played RuneScape. So obviously whoever he thought I was went by some nickname of Radish or something. I don't know why, but I shit you not. I was like, bro, that's sweet. I'll see you at school tomorrow. Any chance I can borrow your mystic. And he lent me his mystic gear and I fucking dipped out. And Dear so, like, God. if you're listening, if you're hearing it, oh, sir, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I scammed you. I owe you full mystic. It's so you know? messed up because it's like we're, we're, we're children, you know, at the game, like uh, yeah. back then. And I remember distinctly trying to take advantage. I, I just didn't have the, manip- again, <laughs> oh, yeah. manipulative prowess to be able to scam somebody. So I was always the one getting scammed. But I'd always think of, like, ooh, like. I want to get back at them, you know? Yeah, And it totally. wasn't ever really out of... I mean, it clearly was, like, a manipulative thing to even think, like, this is my plan. Like, I want to scam somebody right. else. Right, yeah. But when you're a child and all you've ever experienced is you getting taken advantage of by other kids online, like, you... Sure. You feel like you need to get back somehow. And it's, like, the totally. only way to, like, mentally recover from just getting scammed. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I've never, ever in my, like, RuneScape career like ever planned to scam somebody but in that one instance it (laughs) presented itself and i was like this is my opportunity dude i I gotta i gotta say i just had a great uh idea for like a poll on youtube you know like those little community posts you can do i want to yeah i want to ask one like have how many people have been permanently banned on this game from something because i swear it's got to be over half the people that currently play like at oh least yeah, half of the players have been permanently banned at some point on an account. Like yeah, and I I honestly think it's a little sus if anybody says they're like veterans of like fifteen plus and they've never done anything sketchy. And I'm like, bro, did you even play RuneScape? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I mean, you, you, uh, you know got, what I mean. You gotta know, like there 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 have to be that select few that just haven't or never got caught. You know, that's the other thing. Like people sure, maybe yeah. have done little things but just never got caught. Yeah, but yeah, a hundred percent over half. I would even maybe say over like seventy percent have had yeah man you make dumb mistakes and then you learn from it you Mm -hmm. know so it's a great i mean honestly there's a lot of stuff in runescape that's kind of like shaped the way i am as a human being to this day because it's so you know i'm so into it i'm so like it is my it was like my life as a kid it was all the entertainment i ever wanted i didn't want to do anything else i wanted runescape and that was it and then like as an adult i just figured out how to like appropriately associate it with like my daily activities until I was able to do it full time. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. So here's a topic by RS bread on Twitter. He asks a few questions. We've already kind of covered the second one, but one of them is origin of your username. And do you eat radishes? Oh God. Um, okay. So, uh, let's answer the, do I eat radishes? I do eat radishes every once in a while. Um, I used to make like sushi as a, as like a side job. I tried to make like really bougie sushi, uh, for like people in my hometown. Cause it's like something that we don't have. So I ha- I have like a certificate for like fish, uh, handling fish and like sushi preparation and stuff. That's cool. It's like a fun little, uh, what do they call this? Like a little party favor, you know, like people are like, you make sushi. Like, it's just, yeah, I do. It's kind of weird. So in sushi making, there's a lot of like daikon radishes that are used and stuff, and um, it's kind of a citrusy stuff. So I do every once in a while eat radishes. However, the origin of the name Radish Boy is very simple. I had Darkmaster72 was my original account, 
and a friend of mine like had his account scammed or something. And I said, Hey, um, I'll just make a new account. I don't care. And, uh, you can have dark master. And so I, in my 11 year old brain at the time, I thought to myself, it's either between radish boy or lettuce lad. And I went with <laughs> radish boy. Why? Why those two? I'm 11 years old. Don't ask questions. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea. And the fact that like even 20 years later, I think let's just go with the whole, you know, let's go with the OG account. Let's not try and remake. It doesn't, for some reason that you just, I feel like this is like, and then it's just become like my identity now. It's, it's so strange to think that you can do something as an 11 year old that would play into you as an adult is and have remarkable. no idea about it at the time that it would. Oh my gosh. Anything. No. And now I feel more comfortable people referring to me as Radish than I do my original name. Like my, because like I talk to so many more people online mm-hmm. and it's just become like a, an acceptable nickname. Oh yeah. It's, it's actually strange for me. So like my real life name is Seder and okay. which is why I kind of like Twitch. There's a long story behind like the whole name change on Twitch. It used to be Sebe Bay, but yeah, yeah. Most people just call me Sebe. And now it's weird because I do spend so much time online and those like I've really made close connections to people online that just know me as Sebe and they call me Sebe. So when I hear Seder now, it's like that feels like my secondary name and Sebe actually feels like my real name <laughs> yeah. now. It's a strange concept. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But that's it. I mean, there's not like that's that's it, man. I mean, when you get into year, a 20 year old account, man, like there's I'm not I wasn't the smartest young kid and. That's just what it was. Yeah. Okay. Hamps, you had briefly mentioned Hamster was talking about your uh, food streams, <laughs> but he also has a second question, and that is, okay. how does it feel to have the second best beard in the Dude. OSRS category on Twitch? <laughs> Look, this guy has been ragging me for we 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 have a he's mutual a agreement he is i dude i love the guy honestly I he's so he's so like he's funny and he's a good looking dude you know he's got a beard second class beard you know he's but got great emotes too by the way he's got he like does have ham, some i don't know if you've seen ones, ham yeah. jam ham jam's pretty cool yeah um <laughs> i i uh he's dude i love it he, he's giving me shit all the time and and it's only because and i might give him first place now but it's only because i had an inferno um, like an Inferno, like my first ever time in the Inferno, I was like, I'm pretty sure I could do this in like five days. So I just like full sent it. And like, there's a bunch of like people bet and stuff. And I, I put my beard on the line saying like, if I don't, if I don't like start and finish the Inferno in five days, like I'll shave my beard, oh, like down damn. to the, down to the face. And I haven't done that since I was like 18 and Sheesh. I obviously don't have my Infernal Cape. Um, and and then I had to restart my beard. It was glorious, but we're we're getting back that glory day okay. by day. So would you agree with Hamster's statement of you having the second best beard? And if you disagree, who does on Twitch have the first or second or third best beard? If you well, I mean, it's only respectably. Um, it's only between him and I. I mean, really, <laughs> I mean, it's either you're either first or you're last. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I would say. You know, it's I'm gonna give him a tie. Him and I are a tie, and then okay. I don't. I wouldn't even know. Deal. Yeah, you know. Uh, I would love. You know who I'd love to see have a beard? Who? Tasty, because he's got like a power stash. You yeah. know, like power, uh, power stash. That's exactly what. It yeah, is. 
Yeah, like maybe like a like a um, like a thinner Magnum PI. I don't know if you know who that is or if I'm showing my age, but uh, like a full beard. I think he would look like a really good lumberjack. Yeah, I think so. I wonder if he's able to. I know, like some people get really patchy beards. Um, but that's what, true. You, you that that was like phenomenal language. Power stash. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's not too heavy. It's not too light. It's yeah. something like you know, it's not gonna mess mess you up when you're eating like chicken wings. Right. That's exactly what it is. Damn. Yeah, dude. It's uh, that it, you know, and and when you say, I wonder if he has the ability to. I don't know because his. I don't think a razor has ever touched his chin. To be fair, <laughs> I've seen that we, man we in close know. proximity, and uh, I look and I was like, I don't think he. Or maybe he's just very, very clean, and he really just gets down to the very. That's little probably true. Every morning, it's probably true. He smells amazing in real life, so yeah, I'd imagine no, he bathes frequently. Yeah. I would say, <laughs> I would say, Bodie has one of the best beards. Oh yeah, and the yeah. reason is because you don't often see okay well i i take this back somewhat but you don't often see a full ginger having an exceptional beard it's usually they usually will have a beard but it's usually a little scruffy and uh a little patchy but his is just like full all the way through and if you ever saw that uh um whatever his beard oil is uh i'm losing oh fuck i'm kafune kafune yeah that's it that's um You see it on there. It's just it's just flawless. Obviously, like yeah. great lighting and stuff. But uh, you know, I, I would say like there's a th- a buddy of mine back in the day. We we referred to like the the shit that's like a it's a guarantee. We call it Bible sales. And the reason we do that is because like every year the number one selling book is always the Christian Bible. So they don't even refer to it anymore. And so like number one book sales will just be like technically number two. Mm. Because, like, that's just, you know, it's just the way it is. So, like, when you say Bodie, like, to me, that's Bible sales. That's a given. Okay. Yeah, okay. obviously. Fair. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's fair. the dude's like, he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like king status, man. I respect him so freaking much. I like, I freaking love that man. Yeah. He is like one of the kindest, like, most amazing people. Meeting him at uh, TwitchCon was like, it was so humbling. And like, and him, just seeing him and like, I don't know, I, I would see him and, and Jess and uh, they really gave off that like, like they're like king queen status. It was yep. just like, it was yep. really cool, dude. It was really cool. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Uh, yeah. I got to say, uh, close runner up, very close in fact, is Autumn Elegy for uh, Caleb. He he, I, he was he's been in the community for a long time. I don't know if you know his full like. I know I know Autumn Elegy, but I do not know what he looks like. So he streams, he used to make videos I watched back in the day. So he used to be very very uh li- like very light. I mean he just didn't really eat as much. I mean he was very addicted to the game, and then uh, like years back he got really into fitness, and um, on his like fitness journey he got like jacked, you know, and uh, oh sweet. But he has like certain pictures where his facial hair and I've, I've seen it, you know, on a stream as well. It's just, it's just flawless. It's just immaculate, you know, it's just his, his <laughs> yeah. facial hair genes are just on fucking point. You know what I mean? Where it's like Dude, yeah, perfectly awesome. full cheeks, perfectly full, uh, like under the lip. You know what I mean? Like I- I'm envious of it. My cheeks don't fill in quite as much as I would like to. They do over time, but it's like, man, that first sure. four months is a grind getting to that. It's- point. <laughs> yeah dude dude i get it i get I had, it had, had to give a shout out where it's uh 
sure so wait he streams i want to know because like yeah he, he streams he, well under autumnology yeah um i believe it's just autumnology with without a space or maybe it was oh. with an underscore i can't remember did i remember wasn't he a part of like the like really efficient high level community yeah he was a part of like, the hexus clan which was that had like rank one and rank that had like all the top ranks in the in the game at the time in the early days yeah Dude, I remember because I remember watching him. I think it was something like he was like every video I would watch of his. He was like always doing like lava rune crafting for like 200 mil, I think. Maybe I'm wrong, but no, yeah, you're right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, dude. Okay. He never, got totally... 200, he never got 200 mil rune crafting. He stopped uh, just above 100 mil or maybe a little bit past that. I can't really remember, but he kind of gave up on his main. He was a huge skiller. He got he secured rank three mining at 200 mil. And that was what I feel like that How was the cool skill was he was that, known yeah. for most is his mining grind. He spent six months just nonstop on stream, just basically mining. Wow. And, wow. But now he's kind of quit his main. He he AFKs it here and there. I feel like he's kind of gets that urge to play it. But he's been really focused on his UIM free to play, which has never had members. And he does the most crazy grinds and yeah dude that sounds miserable <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is he really likes as a viewer it sounds fantastic he yes he loves that classic grind that's not going to get to i mean every every play style eventually gets devalued but he likes a play style and a game mode that will not see a ton of xp rate increases he likes the stable grind he likes just seeing number go up and i think it's fantastic yeah, i couldn't do it personally impressive. but like yeah yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't know um, about the UIM thing. I don't know. I've I've got a couple ideas with the UIMs, but for me, it would all have to be like snowflake status. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I I agree. It. I feel like UIM really does become the most beautiful when you do have a simplistic game mode. For example, I personally would enjoy free to play UIM more than I would members UIM. I think. Maybe yeah. Because main uim there is so much you have to think about so much planning and just insane amounts of planning if you want to be efficient and you really want to take your gameplay to the next level just like become a maxed uim with all these fucking items there's so many things you have to do but with free to play it's like dude just skill just get to this level you know yeah you can move on like i don't know yeah yeah. That's true. I remember if, if, um, and I don't know if you're the one who normally like goes through the Twitter stuff, but I do remember watch, uh, seeing potato. I think potato asked something about a UIM, um, something, Let's see uh, on the, if, if you, if you have it, you can, you can go. For I it. don't have it in my brain. I, I think she just asked if I, do I have a UIM or would I ever play one? Oh yeah. Okay. So she's asking, um, I'll just read it right here. Yeah. Would you ever play a UIM? Group HC Iron Man was super fun. Would he ever want to do it again? Oh, ooh. Oh, I don't know. Um, I forgot about the group hardcore one. The group hardcore question. Uh, so UIM, would I ever play one? Yes. I have a UIM that's like super low key. And um, I was starting a YouTube series, a hit, like a underground YouTube series. I have a buddy that's like a voice actor and uh, I, when H like the HD old school runescape came out, um, I was playing, I had an idea to play a UIM that was locked to the wilderness 
uh, and Edgeville. Like, so anything in Edgeville and then the wilderness is like where I'm allowed to go. Mm-hmm. And the UIM's name is Will Durness. Um, <laughs> and so, which is obviously extremely unique. Um, now I haven't played it yet, but I've gotten it ready to be played. So like I did the like first couple slayer tasks in order to talk to Crystalia. I did the, uh, the herb lore and then it's like there in Edgeville whenever I want to start. Mm-hmm. And so, Maybe if there was some sort of uh, desire from like the my community to to watch like Will Durness Wednesdays, um, that's what I would want to do. I wouldn't know what the the goal would be. Maybe like full um, Dagenhai or something. Ooh. But but something that I if if I were to play a UAM, I think something that I would be very very strict on is like. My inventory is my inventory and that's it. No, maybe, maybe the looting bag. Cause I'm obviously in the wilderness a lot, but like, I don't really like the idea of like dropping stuff like Molly music. Who's a great friend of mine. I like when she has to like reset her account for like the friendic trials. She just like, doesn't do death storage. She's just like, well, see you later items. And just like get yeets them. She and, uh, and I, 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 there's some, there's a beauty about the cleanliness of that oh, <laughs> that yeah. I really like. Uh, cause that's how I like clean my office. I'm just like, I don't know what the hell's in here anymore. I'm just going to wipe it clean. We'll start from the scratch, you know, just like throw everything away. Um, so I think, I think that if I did do that, I'd want to, you know, do something in that category of, uh, just staying in the wilderness and seeing how long you can go. But, if I'm not mistaken, on a UIM, if you die, even by an NPC, you lose all your items. There's no, Everything. like, yeah. So, yeah, that's, I uh, I feel like starting out a UIM with that mindset of, hey, like, let's play this game in a, in a way where, like, if I ever did wipe, let's see it as a positive thing rather than a negative thing. Because I have sure. seen some tragic wipes on oh, Twitter bro. in past years. I mean... People yeah. with literally over two bill bags of like UIMs getting killed in the wilderness. And it's like, dude, I would be on suicide watch in game, of course. I like right. that, that would just be horrible. Like that would absolutely yeah. destroy me, I think. I'm <laughs> just losing years and just thousands of yeah, hours of progress dude. immediately. But like, I don't know. If you go into it with the mindset of, hey, like I enjoy this game for the risk, I enjoy the clean slate, yeah. like, rebuild, like that would be a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And 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 just like I haven't even really gotten to the thought of that. Like I made that account like a year ago. But um I think like I don't even know what the best weapon you could even achieve if you had an account that was like that. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in the wilderness, like I don't even know are there any even good I mean, other than the rev weapons, obviously, but I mean maybe that's just what it would be. You'd just be like a rev weapon, try to get the rev but then if somebody kills you they get everything, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no like three item keeps, you know? So I just feel like I'd be hunted constantly and who knows? It might be fun. It might, I mean, just to see where it goes, who knows? I, I think, I think there's some allure to it for sure. Wilderness content definitely makes the most exhilarating content. I mean, for good reason, you're yep. interacting with real players that want to hunt you, which is just inevitably exciting. But yeah, man, if you are not prepared for that, it can be extremely draining for the content creator himself. I mean, that's just yeah. anxiety uh, just at all turns. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like 
if I'm not mistaken, I think there's a way that you can set Edgeville to be your respawn point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would, I don't know how or what you would do, but if I did the UIM thing, I'd have to do that just for the authenticity of like, I literally am now never leaving, even if I die. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's five mil GP, so good lord. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be quite a grind getting to that. Point. Yeah, my that goodness. would be cool. Okay, I mean, yeah. really, all you need is uh, just one good relic from Revs, and that'll pay for it all. So yeah, that's may- true. maybe like start off at Lumbridge, and then it's just as soon as you get like that big payday, it's like boom, it's paid off. We're good. Yeah, that's true. Just make that like the first goal. Yeah, of the account, and then like anything after that is just like. Let's go, mm-hmm. you know, or have like maybe like an unlock, say like as soon as I do hit the five mil cash deck, I immediately buy that and then I'll have like some other little freedom unlock that'll allow me to do something else in the game. Yeah, like go other places, but I only can on world five, four, one. Yeah, which is pot- the, exactly. Something something cool that would keep people engaged. And it's like there are these smaller goals. Now, I am not a snowflake uh, idea creator. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So right. you're gonna have to reach out to the actual true sure. of the community and get their consensus. But uh, yeah, yeah, I have considered a few different Snowflake accounts, and I've. It's always because I'm feeling either a little bit demotivated with the certain grinds I have because I have I am a dedicated player to one account. I love the endless yeah. progression. Everything's on one account. It feels good, but there are cons to it, which is just the sense of being locked to incredibly long hour grinds toward the end game and it just keeps yeah. getting worse and worse basically and what <laughs> what really sucks is like you would think over time you would get more and more used to these just crazy grinds but there does hit a limit where you're like i've dealt with this before so many times of these insane hours and you get a little demotivated so my mind will turn to thinking of snowflake ideas and uh one of the ideas that i I'm still holding on to a little bit is it's it's somewhat related to the tile man mode, except this would be slide man mode, which is literally the only way you can get anywhere is by going in one direction, one cardinal direction, just northeast, south or west until you hit an obstacle. And then you have to choose like what way you're going to go at that point. And it is way more difficult. So I've like done a little bit of like uh brainstorming and I've even oh gosh, like yeah, sat okay. at Lumbridge and I've decided like, how can I complete a quest? For example, if I can only go in certain directions and you eventually do get locked. Uh, so you would either have to have some exceptions like, okay, every, I can move a couple tiles if I get some unlocks or I can move diagonally or something. I don't know. But the idea of it seems pretty cool for a snowflake just for content's sake. But actually yeah. playing a, an account like that would just be like... Oh. Like, a, like a one-off series. Because exactly. I did think there's... A, um, I'm currently doing uh, this long process of updating the Osiris guide mm-hmm. um, for like the most efficient way to start a hardcore or to start an Iron Man. But I'm specifically making it for hardcores specifically to max and get a quest cape, like all within, like, I really want like that. Um, but after that was done is when I did think about maybe like doing like one month of like Will Durness, you know, like, so maybe like there's like a, Hey, a little break in, in, in content. Like we're going to do this. Like maybe you could do something like that. Or you know what? It might even be fun. Um, if you had like some sort of bit reward, 
in your channel where people could like remove a cardinal direction <laughs> that you can't yeah. go yep. like s- south. And then every time somebody donates like 10 bits, it'll change to like Northeast or West. And then mm. it'll just keep changing intermittently. And who See, knows? With, like it could be a disaster. Yeah. Like the disaster comes when it's on stream. Cause with this sort of idea, there are inevitable mistakes you'll be making where it's just like, Oh, I accidentally misstepped out of this. So what you really, I feel like for me, making something like this would have to be YouTube exclusive and really just get the edits right. So it's more like a story and it's more like sure. there's no real mistakes. A live stream, oh my God, you would just see me just getting angry, just so pissed <laughs> off. I would have to do all the brainstorming in my sure. head off stream and then just make the final product and then everyone can just enjoy it without dealing with the stress that I'm dealing with. So, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's I mean, because if you were to, for example, and I, I bet – I mean, Settled can literally pull off anything at this point. He can do whatever he wants. But if the average person were to have made a Tileman mode and streamed it, oh, my dear God. Like, the amount of hours you're just waiting to just pickpocket a man on the first tile you have. Like, just <laughs> just sitting there waiting for your HP to regen. Like, that, the content becomes so much more fun when it's edited and it has a nice story to it. I agree, because so cool. there is, like, a long – I'm assuming there's a long waiting period. Oh. Yeah, for a lot of the stuff especially when i think of like the stuff that settled's done like it's it would i i I think it'd even be difficult like i i caught a couple settled streams Mm -hmm. when he was going for um what was it uh magic logs i think on the rebuild of swampletics he was killing uh tarn's lair zombies i think it was for magic logs but he was doing that on stream and it was some like, I don't even remember the, this is a while back. Uh, but that's at least like constant combat. But if you're like on a tile account and you're just sitting there, <laughs> you know, you're just like, come on NPC, come closer so I can yeah. shop at this store. Like, so I can save a tile. Like, although I love the concept of that, but I think from a viewer aspect, like you better be a, pretty damn good communicator and constantly being able to like talk and chat with your with your uh community or people are just gonna sit there and just yeah. do nothing <laughs> yeah it's tough it sounds I'm, stressful and you I'm, I'm imagining you've probably seen limp Wirt's series his extreme one chunk iron man oh yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely an incredible series but again i've popped it <laughs> this, this is uh, the guy is incredible, incredible content creator. But when you pop into a live stream and you realize how tedious this grind really is, like it's beautiful yep. to just watch a 20 minute video on like months of progress. But as soon as you're oh, in dude, the yeah. actual experience, you're like, holy shit, like this is actually yeah. rough. Like this is insane dude, content to make. I remember when the episode before he unlocked the Calphite Queen tile, uh huh. At the end of that, and he unlocks the Calphite Queen tile. I literally was like, oh, best of luck, bro. <laughs> but then when he came out with the Calphite Queen, like the that video, uh-huh. it was so good. And he, I think he just like, that was a really memorable video for me because like he was doing all of this stuff and like labeling all these things that he had achieved and all the kill counts. And all I kept thinking of was like, I was like, yeah, but where's the pet? Like, mm-hmm. where's your pet? Yep. And then he, like, does this, like, big thing, like, right at the end. And then he shows how he got the pet, like, super spooned a while back. And I was like, bro, this is, what a fantastic video this was. Yeah. It had my attention the whole time. You know, sometimes, like, I would say it's kind of rare. Um, and maybe maybe I'm just an asshole. I don't know. But it's kind of rare for me to sit and 
visually watch a video um like all the way through it's yeah. either on the backside like even streams of like some of my closest friends like i'm not like sitting there and watching it mm -hmm. um but some of the people that really catch my attention that i literally like sit grab the popcorn kind of status was swampletics i i watched like distinctly like watched everything like it was like episodes to my favorite sitcom every single time he posted a video about swampletics um and uh and only trails i just i love like i don't know i love his editing skills i think joran is just a freaking just a dynamite individual yeah uh, lovely yeah yeah he's he's just freaking fantastic <laughs> and i think he's an amazing content creator as well um so i like to watch his stuff and i think he's really witty and funny speaking of joran he actually did <laughs> offer uh two topics he asks how did you become such a positive person any advice in life to always see the positive side and also win duet you guys are both extremely oh, musically talented gosh dude that guy is on a whole nother level of like vocal ability he's incredible he an amazing I, singer oh my gosh he's so good and like when i hear his voice to me it's like it's like the equivalent of like a mother swaddling her baby except <laughs> i'm the baby and and he's my mother <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, it's just yeah. so it's so like the timbre in his voice is like it's like a lower he's like at a lower register voice than myself yeah and i'm just like fuck it feels like an ear hug i just love it dude yeah and uh and it was funny because like I was a big fan of his before I ever streamed, before I ever like did any of this. I watched his Only Trails series, and then um, I don't even remember how we became like like friends. And I, I I consider like friends in the the RuneScape community is like if I send you a message, like am I chances are I'm gonna get one back. You know, like mm -hmm. it's you know what I mean. Like if if I were to message like settled right now, like he he might respond. You know, like <laughs> yeah. but like we haven't had full fledged conversations. But like so, I consider uh, Trails is like a friend of mine, and uh, and it's just crazy to me. Like I was a big fan of his content, and then he raided me one time, and everybody was like, "Dude, he sings too." And I was like, "Do you really?" And then I heard his voice and I was like, oh, damn, I got a man crush. Like, <laughs> like I liked you before I found out you're a fantastic musician. And then obviously being a musician, like that's a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, so duet, I would be, I would be honored to be able to sing with that man. Um, and then the, the positive side thing, being able to give some advice to people, if you were to just put it into like, a spoon fed idea is this too shall pass. So anything that you come in contact with in your life, just know if you're angry, if you're happy, if you're sad, just remember this too shall pass. Meaning if you're happy and you think this too shall pass, I need to appreciate the moment I'm in. Right? Mm -hmm. So for me, the last time I said that was right before this podcast. Um, I thought this is a really awesome opportunity to do this. I've listened to some of the greatest content creators speak with Seder. And I know 
that this moment for me will pass. And I just really want to appreciate every moment I have here. And, uh, and I, I literally say it to myself often, often. And so like with the house fire, I, that was something, I mean, my wife was like my rock in that moment, but I do remember like verbally out loud saying like this too shall pass. Like we will get through this. Like I'm alive. My babies are alive. My wife is alive. I don't give two shits about anything else. And so once you start valuing like peace over everything else, um, then just life is just easy. You know, it's just easier, not easy. It's easier. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's my big thing. You know, if you feel like you're always just stuck in this negative loop, just stick to that, you know, cause it'll help you appreciate the stuff that, um, maybe you just take advantage of or take uh what is the word for granted? Uh, and then, you know, when you're in the, in the ruts, it'll, it'll help you remember like, yeah, but eventually I won't be here and we'll just keep pushing. So yeah. Uh, in fact, let's uh, dwell on that a little bit. You did experience uh, really, I mean, a, a tragedy earlier this year with the whole house fire and a lot of people had heard of it, um, but I don't know if people know the full story. So uh, if you're comfortable sharing a little bit of, how, um, of what that taught you and just how the whole experience went down, because that is, uh, yeah, definitely something that nobody would ever want to have happen in their in their own life. That sounds horrible. Right. Horrible. Um, well, okay, so I tend to be a little bit of a long-winded person, and so respectfully, I just want to make sure that if you think I'm going on about it, you're like, dude, wrap it up. I don't, like, I won't be offended. <laughs> um, but I will try to keep it, I'm going a, I'm to, a, like, look at my clock and be like, all right, six minutes, let's, yeah. let's keep it there. Yeah. Um, uh, so in the realm of content creating, my whole entire, like, um what is it like the, my track record or like the, the history of my content has been like, just kind of crazy. Like, uh, so I, I started streaming 40 days later. I quit my job. Um, like a full-time job. I have family, a wife and children. Like it wasn't a easy decision, but I told my wife, I was like, I think this is going somewhere. And, uh, and then (laughs) that was April 1st. I, called and quit my job right and then on may 29th so two months later twitch permanently banned me because for for three months saying that i was like spreading malicious uh links and stuff like stealing people's ip addresses and i was like bro you got the wrong guy (laughs) um so then i i started like streaming on youtube anyway i get my account back um, in okay, January, February, March, May, June, July, August, like right at the beginning of August, I think, or at the end of July or whatever. And, uh, so then like things kick off B, he does this big, like, yo, radish is back. Every, like the channel started like growing really, really fast again. And then house fire. And that was like such a crazy experience. So Um, for people that don't know, I do have a clip on my stream, um, that went like really fast through the internet, um, the day it happened. And I even told my, my moderator and good friend, Veninja K, um, when it was happening, 
I said, take the VOD down, take it down. I don't want people to see like my life literally burn. And so he stopped the video from like people being able to watch it and stuff. But then like hours later, after I was through the shock, I wasn't really through it, but hours later he had mentioned, or somebody was like, dude, people want to see this and know that you're okay. And so I had gotten some like good guidance from that. And I was like, all right, you can release it. And then it shot back up and it hit like almost 50,000 views for which for Twitch, a Twitch VOD is like, or a Twitch clip mm-hmm. is quite a bit. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's like top 10 RuneScape ever, like Probably. in the history of, of RuneScape. Um, and, uh, but to, to break down, we had a, a fire detector that was extremely sensitive. Uh, I feel like if you, you know, like you put something in the microwave for too long, it was going off. And, uh, in the early in the morning, I started a, like a cleaning cycle on my oven. If you guys don't have a self clean oven, they get like crazy, crazy hot and uh, pretty much just like chars everything on the inside and then you sweep it out. Um, but I started at like 8 a.m. I went and had coffee with um, a friend of mine who is kind of like a life coach to me, uh, a wise, very wise man um, I seek guidance from and counseling. Uh, and then I went home at like 9.30, 10 o'clock-ish, uh, so two hours into the clean cycle of the oven. Went, I checked everything, I switched over to load of laundry, and I started my stream. It was during leagues, and I remember... Um, I had a leagues event planned to do something. Soul Wars, I think it was, is what the plan was. So then I'm streaming and the stream, the, the, the VOD itself is like, I think an hour and 45 minutes long. Um, so I started streaming and I don't even remember the time, but the fire alarm started going off. I didn't recognize it at first. Um, Cause obviously I, I wear these like, um, these headphones sound mm-hmm. like I don't hear anything other than like my voice and the music and stuff. Um, but then I remember stopping and pausing and, and saying, and honestly, like fully, I thought in my head, it was, um, it was going off because of the, uh, of an unclean cycle because it just gets that hot. And mm-hmm. my fire alarm is just, you know, boy who cried wolf. Um, and so I said on stream, I said, I think that's my fire alarm knowing now, mind you, I didn't know, but in my brain, knowing fully well it was, but it was just a, like a spoof, but I mm-hmm. did it. I said that on stream to maybe like draw in like attention or just like getting people thinking about it. But then I noticed that there was an issue when it didn't go off. And it was like 90 seconds. Somebody said on Reddit, like after the video, like made it on to like live stream fails, um, like not RuneScape related. It was mm-hmm. on a totally separate subreddit. Somebody's like, the dude sits there for 96 seconds. Like what a fucking idiot. And I was like, I mean, yeah, if you watch me in the middle of a tragedy, like I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the times or a lot of the things that people were saying was like kind of crazy about the whole event is like, I had just recently, um, gotten one of those Apple watches, uh, which shout out to uncle Fox. He like, I had COVID 
and he like bought me the Apple Watch so I could monitor my oxygen levels. Freaking amazing human being. Cool. Um, but uh, I had my vital signs on stream, and my resting heart rate was like seventy nine. And you can see, I said, I think I'm gonna go check that out. And then I leave stream. I go downstairs and I knew immediately hitting the bottom step that something was wrong because now it's hard to explain. Um, but from the bottom of my stairs looking, you could look into my dining room and then past the dining room is the kitchen. And I couldn't see anything in the kitchen Oh God! because it was all smoke. And you can tell when I see that on, on the clip because you see my heart rate goes 79 to like 160. Oh, my God. And, uh, and I thought this is this – is, do you want to know what shock is? And if I have the opportunity to like to help somebody in a situation like this, like um, there's, there's a couple of really, really important things that I'm like such a stickler on. And I'll explain in a second. But – my brain immediately went into, I need to get my kids out of the house. And then I need to tell everybody else to go. <laughs> Who's everybody else? M- fucking homies in the community in the stream. Why did I think I needed to tell them? Guys, you got to log off. You know, like it was just like shock, complete yeah, yeah. shock, you know? And the crazy thing is, is my kids weren't home. Like it just, my brain went into like fight or flight and just like fried oh itself. So I see this, um, and I could feel the heat. It was already hot. Like I, I approached the kitchen, um, because like, it was just smoky. And I was like, maybe it's something I can do something about. <laughs> um, and it wasn't cause as soon as I got like in the dining room portion of the thing, like, I didn't even want to get closer to the kitchen because yeah. it was just hot. Oh my God. Um, so I turn around, I go back upstairs and uh, that's when you see me walk into the camera. And if I'm not, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, my words are, uh, holy fucking shit. My house is on fire. And, uh, and people in stream thought, and I've found this out afterwards, thought I was just full of shit. But then I call nine one one. And I'm talking to the operator and uh, I shit you not. He says, okay, so like, have you evacuated the premises? And I'm like, "Uh, no, I'm upstairs. And he says, get the fuck out of the house. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. And so I I tell stream, I say, hey guys, uh, I'm going to go now, but I, I guess I'll just keep the camera on just in case anything crazy happens. And then I leave. And nine minutes later, it is so like you cannot see my microphone in front of my camera. Oh my God. And if you really, really listen to the entire VOD before like the fire burns through the electrical um, system mm-hmm. and shuts like they lose power to the house or we lost power to the house, you can hear it's like almost creepy. But like you hear these, um, oh God, there's a couple things I forgot I've never mentioned even on stream, but you can hear these like explosions, not like big ones, but just like cans, glass shattering and popping. And then in the distance, you hear the, the, uh, the, um, the fire department, like they're, 
they're like strolling up. And that was like nine minutes. Um, now the crazy thing, there's a couple crazy things. One, um, I, uh, a long time ago I went hitchhiking and I bought a can of bear mace, grizzly bear mace. This is a, this matters to the story. (laughs) And I kept that can of bear mace in the kitchen. And I remember the, like, there was this, like, it was so, like, the the fire department had a hard time, like, I don't, I, they, they had said something about, like, some, um, I don't know if it was, like, hard for them to breathe, because they know they got, they got oh, all that man. stuff on them, um, but there was one door that they never opened, and when we went back through the house, my wife, me, my wife, uh, a firefighter, and my pastor from my church, like we opened the door and it hit us like a shit ton of bricks. And it was just this like vapor cloud of like melted leaded paint and grizzly bear mace. It was miserable. Dude, it was crazy. Um, But uh, so that, that is like essentially everything that happened. Now, these are the things that I want to be able to tell people. One close your doors. There's a a very distinct reason that I tell people a buy solid doors and close your doors in a fire because the, the kitchen, according to the fire department, the the fire never left the kitchen. It stayed in the kitchen the entire time. Um, but the fire alarm outside of my office, which is through it's like literally the furthest room away and up a flight of stairs melted um like ship melted that was you know 30 meters away from the freaking or 20 meters away from the the oh fire um but everything that was behind a closed door it looked like you were walking from hell to narnia it was completely different that the room that was directly attached to the kitchen uh looked like nothing ever happened there wasn't even any smoke damage in it man it was crazy and it was attached to the kitchen yet my office, which the whole way to my office is just nothing but like open doors or hallways. Um, everything was like scorched and melted or smoke damage. It was insane. And so I just tell people, close your doors, man, and get solid doors. We had this old ass home. And so when the insurance company came in and they said, you know, if you want to, you can go with hollow doors and you can actually say, we'll, we'll give you the difference in money. Like, and you can put that money in your account. And I said, hell no. Not only do I want solid doors again, I want fire, like, I want the best fire rated doors, like, that money can buy. And I'll pay anything extra. Because I have, like, some shit still going on, like, some fears and stuff with that. Um, you know, because it totally changed my life. Um, but that was uh, 10 minutes, not uh, six. Um <laughs> But but yeah, dude, that that was a it was a pretty intense situation. Um, the the insurance company that we're with, uh, State Farm, shout out to State Farm, fantastic fantastic um, company. Uh, I'm very very blessed to be with them. They didn't put us through the ringer or anything. They were just there. Like, dude, the the my insurance agent like here in town was literally like sitting next to me in the uh, they had this like um emergency like 
vehicle truck thing that had like water and whatnot and you could stay warm. Mm-hmm. He was like sitting next to me like before the fire was put out. Like, I don't even know how he, I didn't contact him. My wife didn't contact him. I think it was like my mom found out and she called. I don't know. It's crazy. But like, just like super personable guy, fantastic human being. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was an incredibly crazy experience. The insurance company hired this explosions expert, which is on his calling card, but pretty much like a fire guy. And he came in and like surveillanced everything and analyzed everything and told us that it wasn't the oven, which I thought it was. I told him everything about it. And uh, he said that it was a short in the coffee maker. Oh, and uh, and the coffee maker, you know how like everybody and their brother will put their filters next to the coffee maker. Yeah. So apparently like the heat pad in the coffee maker had a short in it and it caught the um the coffee filters on fire and then whatever was above those like if we had we had these uh like wooden cupboard uh cupboards and this like wicker basket with like mail and stuff in it um on top of the oven so then that caught that those caught the other stuff and then inside of that was like aerosol cans of like vegetable oil and and then from there it was like a disaster so um yeah yeah it was it was uh it was crazy man is crazy yeah. that did take a little bit of that uh that guilt away though knowing that it wouldn't have mattered if the oven was on a clean cycle or not yeah like, trust me i had a lot of guilt um just feeling so bad just about that, it that feeling that you were saying like that that shock that you go through i mean oh I yeah have, i have had little moments nothing extremely um insane like a house fire or anything but you know when you're going through something that's not the norm and your pulse is just insanely high and you don't know what yeah. you're doing and you're just you're doing things that are irrational almost because you've never actually been in a situation like this nor did you ever plan to yeah. be in a situation like that so that's yep. a really scary thought is just something happening having no idea not having ever done like drills with it i mean that there's there's a reason we yeah. used to do fire drills at schools and stuff is cuz totally like, things like this but like yeah in adulthood having to go through something as traumatizing as that like that's got to be just oh that yeah. is scary stuff man i'm glad yeah. uh, you're safe and, and you your know family safe thanks man i appreciate that i'd say some of the hardest things um from it was still to this day my son will say like is it time to go back to the old house yet <sighs> um and like that's just like it's not nearly as hard as the first night like the first night we were in a ho- in a hotel room uh, my son just like did not understand. And he said, I want to go home. Like, and I was just like, bro, we don't have a home, you know, it's like that. Oh, it's heavy. Um, but, uh, I just, I tried my best in that situation to just literally this too shall pass. Right. Mm-hmm. And I tried my best every single time I was live. I wanted to make sure that people could look to me and say like, Oh, dude's being strong through this. Like I was a fucking wreck, bro. Like I was a wreck, but I knew what good is that going to do me? If I really focused on my true goal, right. Is to be a motivational speaker. What kind of motivation am I going to create inside of a community that I feel needs it? If I just get on and just start this fucking pity party. And so like, I just wanted to be like, listen, you guys, like you can do hard things. Like that's something we tell my son bear. 
And right now it's for trivial things like tying his shoes and wiping his ass. And he'll get frustrated and be like, Papa, I need your help. Like, this is hard. And I said, Bear, it is hard, but you can do hard things. And, and so like, I wanted people to know like, Hey, you might go through a literal or metaphorical, like dumpster fire, but you'll, it'll, you'll get through it. It's good. You know, like th this too shall pass. You'll be good. King, you know, queen, keep your head up, keep pushing on. And then on top of that, do something for somebody else. Because it, I just feel like healing starts when we just lose that idea of selfishness. And so like, I knew, I knew that my family was going to be forced to be receivers because we had nothing. Mm -hmm. And my whole life, my dad raised me. He said, you can never find true happiness if you don't become a giver. And so like I dedicated my life to wanting to give either with my time, my finances, you know, with words of wisdom or encouragement. And so like, I knew that like at this moment, like we're forced to receive, like we have to receive in order to survive. And so like the only way I can still become a giver, like my dad raised me to be is I have to be a giver with my positive nature. And so like, that's, that was, I had to stick to that. And sometimes I didn't, I wasn't able to do it. Sometimes I've snapped, you know, at people like coming in stream and just like trying to be funny and like, Hey, aren't you that guy whose house burnt down? Like, well, maybe you should have got up earlier. Like just shit, you know, sometimes it hurts my feelings. Sometimes I just let it go. Yeah. You know, now I'm like over it. You know, it's, it's getting to the exciting part where, you know, we're looking at fridges and we're looking at, um, they just redid our floors and they look better than they were pre-fire. Um, you know, but I, I just, I just say like that, that's the most important thing, man. Like everything that I've gone through, like people have, there's been people that have gone through hell way worse than I have and they've come out stronger than I have. Right. And so, and I also wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the RuneScape community. Like, I don't know if people know this, but I'm very, very vocal about it. I'm very vocal about my finances because what I do is just purely based on charitable offerings and so like, if I try to lie about my finances, it's the truth will set you, the like, truth will come out anyway. But like the RuneScape community raised nearly $20,000 for my family. And we lived off that money for six months, man. Like my streams were extremely inconsistent. Um, my wife, uh, her job was amazing. They gave us a house, but like to stay in temporarily until we get fixed up. Um, but like it, it created like people on, on the internet were like, Hey, he's got insurance. Like he doesn't need this. Um, there's, there's something that I know the RuneScape community took away from my tragedy and it was worry to, to, to couple the tragedy with constant worry, like would have been crippling to me. Yeah. But like my son bear, like my daughter, Callie, and then my wife was pregnant at the time, dude. My wife was hospitalized for four days for lead inhalation because oh, of the paint oh. in the home. Like just going through the, the remnants, like she was, and, and Leo didn't, almost didn't make it. Like her heart rate was like two, up in the high 200s, um, or not high 200s, but like low 200s, like mm -hmm. in that area is like super, super high. Um, and it's because she was just in the house after it burnt because there was old ass lead paint from like the 19 freaking whenevers. Um, through all of that, 
like the the money that was that was given to my family was it just eliminated the well you know do we do ramen tonight or do we do you know what what are we going to have to pay on the insurance what is the insurance not going to cover we didn't have to worry about any of that and i'm so in debt to the runescape community and to to twitter and to like so many kind people people that i had no idea who they were they they dedicated like a week's worth of streams to my family they don't know indica rs dude and and red hunliffe those guys i had no i mean a lot of people did a lot of stuff don't get me wrong you know and i i don't want to like sit here and name everybody but those guys specifically i just remember seeing constant streams of them doing like and raising money for my family and and the first time i was like who the fuck are you guys why are you doing this and it's just it was so wildly humbling to just think like these guys, he they don't care. he doesn't care he doesn't care who i am he knows that somebody's in need and their community like banded together and they just like they donated so and it didn't even really matter about the money i could see the passion in this man who was caring for a stranger and from that like him and i have become really good friends and i'm just like so thankful and like that it just sometimes life gets real yeah. you know <laughs> and uh so many there's literally so many people like it is it would be impossible to name them yeah however i, can... mm-hmm. I did i'm sorry no, i did, like i i did a how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I did a stream. Um, I went to the house before it was uh, started the construction process. I bought a bunch of Sharpies. And me, my mod, uh, Veninja K., who was the one who like started the GoFundMe for me. Um, we went through and spent, I don't even know how much time hours, um, scout, literally scouring the internet on the Behe video on Reddit, on Twitter, on like every aspect of anything runescape or anything fire radish boy related. And anybody that said a kind word, 
like, hey, thoughts and prayers, or hey, best of luck, King, you'll get through this. Literally anything. Or if they donated and said nothing, just we wrote their name down and I put them in a giant spreadsheet. And then I spent like five hours one day sharpieing every single person's name to the interior walls of that home. And when the construction company, um, just maybe five or six weeks ago was drywalling everything, they said, Hey, what do you want us to do with this like entire wall of names? And I said, like, I want you to cover it up. Cause I know like, I want this to be a part of like the structure of this home for the rest of like time that this house is standing like all the names of these people. And, uh, like that shit means so much to me. And it'll literally be, I'll be surrounded by that energy. If you believe in energy or not, or auras or whatever, but I'll be surrounded by that energy every single freaking stream because I put it in the office where I was when I like when the fire started. And so like it's hundreds, thousands of names. It took me forever. My arm was freaking dead. <laughs> you know, like it took me forever to write it. Um, wow. But that, it means a lot to me, man. It's like, yeah. that's, that's, yeah, it means a lot. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's honestly incredible. The OSRS community, what they've done over the years with charity events and just literally helping yeah. their own community members in so many ways. There's been many, many, you know, tragedies and illnesses and things that people have gone through where the community they'll just band together it doesn't even matter who it is you know right um yeah it's a beautiful thing to see and it really gives you hope in humanity as well you know when you think like people Dude, are yeah you know just really selfish and you see acts of kindness like so great like this it's uh it's it's cool yeah it gives you hope yep absolutely dude absolutely rendy asks what's your deepest darkest secret <laughs> Oh gosh! The, don't um, worry. The Save Cast is a safe space, except you know, I, I don't, I do not take responsibility for anybody else's leaking your deepest, darkest secret. But right okay, now, it's, yeah, it's a safe space now. It's on, it's on the honor system. <laughs> yeah, like so, it's, we just, just say be, it'll just be published okay. permanently on the internet. So yeah, yeah. But if you get to this point, like you've signed like a verbal agreement, pretty much yeah. saying that you won't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what happens in Save stays. Yes, you know. Everyone on the internet that. everyone knows everyone knows what is your deepest oh, darkest secret oh gosh i'd i'd probably say um that i i th- runescape wise right mm-hmm. it would be i oh man i don't know i'm i'm trying to think of something good Maybe not the deepest, darkest secret, but see, a lot of the times people think that I'm just this, you know, casual, fun-loving, you know, super chill dude, but like truly, deep down, real deep, uh, I am like a sweaty gamer nerd. Like, I care about like EHP and I want to do things like, like my brain... I'm a better gamer than people give me credit for, man. <laughs> I swear. People all the time are like, oh, Radish Boy doing CG, huh? And I'm like, okay, I understand that I suck on stream, but listen, hear me out. I don't suck off stream, which doesn't help. But like, I do have, like, I've diagnosed ADHD, I've medicated for it. And like, I, when I'm streaming, I don't do that good at PVM. 
and I'm atrocious at PvP. But like when I'm just like like when I just like embody like the 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 essence of like what it means to be like a really good PVMer, mm-hmm. um, I can really I can really tackle that shit like offline. Um, which then obviously everybody's like, yeah, sure, you know, like they can never see it. And sometimes deep down, like I get a little salty. Like I, I really took it hard when I did the five day inferno challenge uh-huh. and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I was like, I suck, you know, but people, cause I, I love, I love it when people don't think I can do something because I believe, and I believe this about everybody, even you Seder, you can literally do anything, but you are choosing whether or not you want to give up. Um, and so for me, like just recently, uh, EVscape and Verf and, uh, and myself, we did these like uh, speed runs on that a thousand XP world. And, uh, we, I don't even know how long people had been like deciding whether or not, like we wanted to try and, um, max in six hours. Well, EVscape and Verf both say impossible, cannot happen. And I just think, nope. There's not enough information. I don't think we have enough time to really focus on absolute perfection to see like if I really think it could be possible. And Verif did an incredible job. And Eviescape did it with like the item smuggling thing that I found out for the event. But uh, like for me, I was like, nope, I want to figure this out because I know I can do it. What I didn't, but <laughs> but uh, but I just like I hate just like believing it, it in like pushes absolute... you when, pe- when people oh yeah dude uh, don't that shit fuels you. me yep yeah. it fuels me for sure yeah there... so yeah uh, i wouldn't say it's like a deepest darkest secret but i'm sorry rendy no that's uh i think that's appropriate i i, I don't think the audience would want to hear your deepest darkest secret that you've never told anybody nor would they want to hear mine <laughs> nor would i want to say mine but um i yeah. will say when it comes down to game skill and just love for the game passion for the game it's really really fun first of all to be extremely motivated toward the game i've definitely had my handfuls weeks worth months worths uh of just this incredible engagement with the game and just absolutely loving it loving the progress loving just building up a bank you know getting things done it's very satisfying and one of the beautiful parts about this game is the skill ceiling of so much pvm content yes still to this day so i used to play runescape when i was a child with my two brothers and like they used to play they were a lot more casual than i was i was a fucking obsessed just runescape runescape (laughs) runescape you know for for at least like three years as a child and um they still see this game as click boss watch until the boss dies you know they they still have that idea that this is runescape there's no skill it's all time-based there is so much (sighs) skill that can be brought to this game i mean you've seen exacts 40 combat inferno afsol's 39 combat inferno this level three combat fire capes just the most insane achievements yeah and you think a cold one hardcore solo tob praise foot grandmaster helmet on a hardcore armor but just like insane stuff like that and um yeah i don't know there, there's something very beautiful about a game that can give it all where it's like there's super long time gated uh obstacles as well as just 
pure mechanical skill, which is just keeps his yeah. game fresh. It feels like it's it's there's there's a beautiful and I think it happened on accident. I don't know. I doubt like the intention of the game was to make a tick based system. I don't know. I don't know what the like why they did it the way they did, mm-hmm. but there is this like beauty of it's a the simplicity of the mechanics right like i'm doing aerial fishing right now and i'm clicking pools that pop up and then i'm cutting pools or whatever like if you want to you can just like use knife on bluegill and it'll eventually do your whole entire inventory or you can do it really quick and further your experience so if you want to be casual you can or if you want to be like a freaking turbo nerd you can do that as well both people can do the same topic mm-hmm. and then the and the, the cool thing about it is like you get these guys that like one of the videos one of my old like the videos of the people that really motivated me to like make content or that opened my eyes really to the the world of like high efficient runescape play was a guy named cloud badass and he did a video where he was in the arma room for like i don't even know i could be way wrong but it was like 900 kills or something stupid and when i did arma i could only get like four kills and i was like there's no way this guy there's no way like that he's doing this and i remember watching it with my brother and my brother's like he's cheating and I'm like, he's not cheating. You just suck. <laughs> like, you can't wrap your mind around he's just that good. Mm-hmm. And so, and my brother's like the same, like you said with your brothers. Like, he's just like still in the mindset of like, oh, it, you know, you click it. There's no, but you're right, dude. It's open. Like, the simplistic nature of a game that can be extremely diverse, extremely complex. Um, and, but it could be, a, you know, you could have eight-year-olds, 10-year-olds playing this game and they can technically do the same stuff. You know, they can go and kill a boss super casually and get, you know, just sit there and face tank Bandos and eat through it and do one or two kills in inventory. Or you can run around and click certain spots and, you know, try to do a bunch of super sweaty stuff so that you can get 20 kills. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. It is beautiful. Yeah, it's it's really awesome as well to discover how much potential you really have to get to get good at this game. I was absolute dog shit at this game, and I know it's like maybe hard for somebody to believe that. I feel like there's some people that have just classified certain. Pl- I am not in the category of just amazing PVMers. I feel like I'm up there with you know some of the people that just play this game a lot and they can do. Hold that. on, I'm gonna call bullshit on that. <laughs> I watched a video. That you you did this. Okay, so like I told you, I think it was either pre-recording or what, but I told you like I used to put your your uh, podcast on and I would just like fall asleep to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I would like watch your whatever content you were doing at the time. Um, and there's a couple topics that you've, you've touched base with. And I think it was the T-Papa cast. Uh, I listened to that one. I might have listened to that one like two or three times to be fair because <laughs> I love T-Papa. Um, but you also talk shit about hardcores and we have, we, I got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> so, um, uh, jokingly, of course, but you, you did, um, there's a boss that I absolutely hate in this game because it's way too difficult for the shit that it gives you. But I watched you do it and I was like, 
what? You turn it into fucking butter. How do you do that? And it was cow fight queen. You would like run in and you'd freaking teleport to your house. You do something with your helmet. I don't know. You claw it. You're done. And then he's dead. And then you're out and you're back in and you're just rinse and repeat. And it was so smooth. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, so I set up my account. I didn't have as much like stuff as you did. And I got freaking raffle stomped. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm literally watching this man do it while having a full-fledged conversation with a human being. And actually, you know what? I think maybe it was one of your rambles. I don't remember now. But anyway, so when you say you're not the greatest at PVM, I distinctly remember that video. And I was like impressed. So anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Well, first of all, thank you. That's very flattering. Um, I do really try to make the game as convenient as possible and try to really nitpick with things. And I can't do it with everything. Like for example, I put myself in a box. I do this a lot. Like for example, Inferno. I don't claim I'm good at the the Inferno. Yes, I've completed the Grandmaster achievements. They took me a while. They were difficult for me. And you see players that are just so insane at the Inferno that yeah. I've just kind of put myself into a box where it's like, oh, well, I don't really ever want to push myself that far because there's already people that are just insane with it. I try to find like a niche area where this is something I feel comfortable with. I feel like I could really enjoy mastering this and I want to just get, you know, my bank layout perfect. I want to find tick saving strategies. I want to figure out the yeah. max setups and stuff. And that gets me excited for the game. So I don't feel like I'm up there with the absolute top dogs sure. exactly yeah. with all those people. But I do I did start at a very humble level where I didn't even know how to prayer flick. In fact, learning how to one tick prayer flick was one of the most difficult things I had to learn because it was just like made no sense to me. I didn't understand the tick system for Dude, you know, I, I still don't. Yeah, I, that, I look at ticks totally different than people. Yep, and do it tick just stuff. it comes with time. Like this, these things you have to work toward it, and then it comes with time, and then everything is made easier. But you have to push yourself to those levels, and it just it just takes time, which is the sad, unfortunate truth of yeah. uh, you can't just learn things overnight. You just got to keep practicing, keep practicing, keep practicing. But yeah. that is one thing that RuneScape has taught me that has actually led into my life. For example. Yep. This year, uh, I've lost like 30-ish pounds, which has just yeah, literally dude. been, it's from walking, and uh, it's from walking consistently, like every single day, and I didn't ever really fully understand that. I like, I obviously knew the benefits of just like moving and stuff, but like, damn, the consistency is really it. I, I for years, would go through, it was right after I kind of like dropped out of college, I lost my rhythm of like working out and stuff or just doing any form of activity. And as soon as I realized like, dude, this is just an exercise like every day. It's like the easiest thing. Just walk for a little bit, but you have to maintain it. You can't just do it for three days off, take two weeks. Like, yeah. This is going fucking nowhere. Like, yeah. So those little things in RuneScape have actually translated to my real life. And I see this beautiful like symmetry of each of just learning things yeah. and being consistent. So. You know, I think what it boils down to, mm-hmm. and I'm never surprised when I see these like multi-million dollar people that like reference RuneScape and about how like they've played <laughs> it. And like these people that are like extremely successful in real life, RuneScape is like one of the only games that I've ever come in contact with that does not reward instant gratification. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. And 
there's something about like society when you get into this realm of like, I'm not satisfied. I'm going over here so I can be satisfied. Mm -hmm. Like RuneScape, it doesn't. And then when you are, when you do get those people that like have the instant gratification inside of RuneScape, they appreciate it so much more. The people that go in and get a really low KC pet, you know, like I, like they know, holy shit, I should not have this. And now I do. And now I like appreciate it. Like for me on my one pet at a time account, Mm -hmm. like it took me 367 days, like two like a hundred and some odd days game time and 47 million fishing experience to get the heron <laughs> first bet yeah I'm so and so sorry. and then like well okay let me I just w- ask sorry for interrupting what, yeah what no no you, no you're good what did you actually expect like it deep in your mind when you started your zero xp fishing what did you what where did you think you'd actually get the pet like at what point I had no idea. Were you just thinking like before 99, hopefully like just kind of like, eh. dude, I didn't know. I mean, this is before no, I like, I no this is before I knew how to, yeah. Before I knew how to, uh, like I saw people do snowflake accounts. This is before I knew really even the understood, like the, the time grind that pets take. This is before I knew how to prayer flick. This is like, I just had a stupid idea in my head mm-hmm. and then just like, it's really hard to like, if I get, if I'm focused, if I'm hyper focused, a thing with ADHD and people that have like borderline obsessive compulsive disorder, <laughs> um, wh- is like I just get hyper focused and nothing can stop me from doing what I want to do. And so, I, on two, <laughs> dude, I kid you not though. So, I was, I made the the pet guy account, and while I was doing fishing, it was so easy to just like AFK another account. So I was AFKing Radish Boy at the same time. On Radish Boy, I got the uh, uh, the Heron at 87 fishing. While I was like 26 million experience fishing on the pet guy. And I was like, oh what God. the fuck? <laughs> so tilting. Dude, I know. It was it was pretty rough. But, but yeah, I don't know. I just went into it. But then like that same idea, right? So after the fishing grind, I went to Winter Todd. Mm-hmm. And I was there until we got the 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 Phoenix, and I hit ninety nine. The next day, I did one solo, and that's how we started the day. I would do a solo winter Todd, and then we would go and do something else. Literally the next day, after my first day ninety nine, I did a solo winter Todd, got the Phoenix, and I shit a brick, and I was like, oh god, it's over already. Okay, yeah, you know, like that's the, that's really cool. Um, and but I'm telling you, like when you're going into something and you're like expecting, like I have to work for this and I put the work in for the Heron. I didn't really put the work in for the Phoenix, but it was like, I just had that appreciation for it. So again, like to that, to what you had mentioned about um, this game and like, for me, the instant gratification teaching you that like, it takes effort to do something consistency with your walking consistency with like, like look at settled's journey with the swampletics you know like that's oh gosh like that was such an incredible grind or like limpwort's grind like some of these people put in so much time and i'm just i'm not surprised when i look at like maybe their real life and they're also successful in real life yep and i'm like ah yeah well that's because you have the mentality of somebody that can overcome that desire for instant dopamine yeah so For sure. props to you guys. So 
We've already covered a couple of this, but Polo Bay has a few things to say. First of all, he says, really excited for this one. Thanks for being such a wholesome dude. Your content is so chill and enjoyable. What's your favorite content to play? I remember finding your one pet at a time videos in your very early YouTube days going super dry for the Heron. They were good fun. What is your favorite content to play? Hardcore. Hardcore content. Um, I really hardcore? don't even... Anything hardcore. If I'm on a hardcore, I'll play it. Okay. But I really don't like playing not hardcore accounts. Let's talk um, about hardcore because I know we have, no, you have a bone to pick. Uh, <laughs> and to be honest, I, I will say because I feel like what you think of me with what I think about hardcore Iron Man. Uh, I've mentioned this in w way long ago, Sabacast and Rambles. Back when hardcore Iron Man really did dominate the Twitch scene. And the reason I found it so uh, unappealing and honestly a little bit tragic that everyone fell into the hardcore trap was simply because people seemed sad. It, and maybe it was just a little bit of projection, even though I didn't even play a hardcore, but it just felt like people that died to a disconnect or people that died to just some bullshit, they would go into this spiral of just, I hate this game, I don't even want to stream, I don't want to do anything, this sucks, because it's out of their control. And... It was just really disheartening to see this addiction to this game mode that inevitably led to the, just the sadness and this dark <laughs> pit of just like, okay, time to remake. Let's do all this shit again. And, sure. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with that, and I understand, because I've completely lost my desire to play my pet guy account because I lost status. Mm. But that's what I like about it. I like... But I like did the you fact lose that your you... status at it for from a disconnect. No, no, okay. I lost my status from a disconnect in my brain being a fucking idiot. <laughs> but, but what if you had? But what if you had died from a true disconnect? Sure, and it was control? stolen, quote unquote, stolen. Yeah. Would from that me? have been? Would that have maybe deter? Well, here, let, let me let me just let you speak. Okay, so no, it wouldn't deter me because I every single time I watch a hardcore play. I look at them and know they faced the same judgment of a disconnect as I have, but they, it just like either a, cause there's times, you know, eh, it's a little shoddy today, but I'll probably be fine, you know? And then maybe sometimes you just get unlucky, but like there, what it does. And it's not about like whether or not it's fair or anything like that. What it does is it takes the hardcores that make it, and it makes them so much more valuable, in my opinion. Because to me, much like real life, death is what gives value to life. Because if no, there was no death, who would care? Like, you just, we're all living forever. Like, mm -hmm. like what cares about, you know, like, so to me, I'm just like, oh man, like I, like Mutz's account, dude, I get anxiety when I see this man do TOA. Like oh, yeah. he does, like he pushes it and I'm like, bro, mutts, go chop some fucking trees, bro. Like, just do me a favor. <laughs> you know, like I, I love his hardcore. I love his hardcore and I love T pop is hardcore. Like there's some hardcores that I am just like, just enthralled with. And it's because of the risk that we take and it's a lifestyle or it's a mentality that is just above um, understanding if you don't like it, you know, people are like, well, what a ways to remake Andy's or something like that's the whole reason I'm trying to update the Osiris guide is to make the remake process of a hardcore so damn efficient. 
Like that's my target audience. However, a lot of other people would benefit from it. You know, if your target audience is like the super sweaty nerds, like anybody can get something from the advice given in a guide. If it focuses on like really efficient methods and routes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I remember in one of you, you said it yourself, uh, in your cast with, uh, with T Papa, you had said, I don't think anybody will ever be able to get the Zuck helm on a hardcore. Oh yeah. And if I've... they do, it will be the most coveted account ever. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, in my little brain at the time, <laughs> I was like, you fucking sit down, Sater. I'm a be that guy. And then the pet guy died. And I was like, well, I'll be him on this account. <laughs> like, next time on Will Radish died, it was something stupid. Um, and so, like, I just love, I love, and maybe it goes back to the fact that, like, I love it that people think, like, oh, nobody can do this. And there's people out here doing it. And then they're doing circles around people, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine, like, the Inferno coming out, dude. And then, um, well, you said his name earlier. Al- Alf, uh, 39 Combat. Um, oh, Afzal. Afzal, yes. If if somebody would be like, oh, somebody's going to do this, you know, at level 39. People would be like, you're insane, you're stupid. Or even when TOA came out, dude, so many people complained that victim mentality, right? It's too hard, man. It's too hard. <laughs> and now people are like, they're doing like one easy. plus twos and 350s. And I'm just like, bro, guys, calm down. Like, just conquer it. Yep. Like, see the, see the hurdle and conquer it. See, I fall into that trap still to this day. And I do it somewhat for a little clickbait, you know, to get people talking. But uh, I do remember sure. when um, there was only one person that had completed a 500-level TOA. And it was Port Cazard. This is, like, in the first... Yeah, the no, first he used weeks. the... Uh, I'm aware. He used the uh, the Venge method and... Right? Yeah, and on like tick-eating, Zebak, and just crazy yeah. stuff. Things that seemed, and again, we didn't really know much about TOA. We didn't understand mechanics. We didn't understand all the useful jewels that you can get. The yellow Karis, for example, is just a massive thing. And, of course, invocations were changed. But when they first said, hey, the Fang Kits, you know, after completing a 500-level invocation, I'm like, holy shit. Because all I had in my head was repeating what Port Kazar did, which just looked like fucking insane. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, you get to the point where people start discovering stuff. You have an entire database of players and knowledge that eventually with a tick system based game and just everything being very calculated and knowing max hits of things like you get to the point where you have a very calculated uh, journey where it's just like, OK, yeah, do this, complete this room, move on to this, fail a bunch, learn a bunch and you'll get the kit and yeah it's kind of a cool thing to see inferno was the same way when inferno first came out 2017 i believe june 2017 i remember watching because i was in school and i was like attending my classes uh and i was just watching wooks and bodie and all these people doing the inferno and i was like i will never ever even attempt this this looks way too hard way too complicated there's just so much skill involved. There's gear I'll never have. And then, you know, you just get your Infernal Cape. You and just it's like, do it. Oh, I thought that was an impossible feat. And that kind of gives you confidence for uh, future yeah. content. So when I, speaking of the Infernal, when I made, um, when I did my like Inferno challenge, I, I had made, I had trusted people 
they pledged certain amount of either bits or RSGP. If you can do it in five days, we'll give this amount at the cost of some sort of forfeit or punishment on mm -hmm. my behalf. And one of the guys had pledged like, I don't know, 500 mil and says like, if you don't, his name's Apple Loops. Um, he's a good friend. Great guy. Um, and so I was aware. I had to agree. I had to agree upon it. But he said, if you get your Inferno cape in the five days, I'll give you, you know, X amount of GP, like a couple hundred mils. Um, but if you don't, uh, you have to gamble the first one you do get. And Ooh. so like in the future after if you yeah. had failed, just whenever, yep. whenever you do get that. Okay. And I agreed to it. And so I didn't get it. So one of these days uh... you're going to see a, a Behe <laughs> clip where I'm going to come out. This is, and I'm not, e I'm not even going to equip it. Oh, and people, are, people won't even believe me though. I guarantee you people are going to be like, no, it's bullshit. He's done this before. There's no way anybody would ever do that. I'm a man of my word. And that's like why I would do it. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Cause just recently there was a Behe clip where some guy got his Inferno cape and he's like, all right, let's gamble it. And I was like, Oh, is he gonna like, is he going to do that? But he didn't, but I will. And, uh, and so I kind of like dreading it, but I also like, I don't really play radish that much. And, and, and so I don't know when that day will come, but someday it will be. I'll yeah. probably have to do another like weeks worth of streams or something. Oh, that's so I the I don't see it as painful anymore, but I remember getting my first cape and if I had lost it, oh my god, I would have just uh that would just would have been the worst thing ever gambling it and just getting nothing for it and just knowing I have to it it's the feeling of having to do it all over again even though you know you've just completed it and now you get tasks which are going Right, now it'll be easier. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, I, I, I weighed all that before I agreed to it because mm -hmm. I was like, I mean, I know I can do it. I know I can, you know, within five days. I mean, I never got to Zuck. I got to triples, mm -hmm. um, but it's just it's an incredible piece of content. Well made to this day. And I think and people shit on my idea about this. I think we need to put more power back into the J mods hands because I want like we originally talked at the beginning of this cast. I want more surprises. I, I want more surprises. I'm sick and tired of saying like, like, oh, hey, we're going to release this quest. Oh, and by the way, we're uh, this is everything you're going to get from it. And uh, here's the XP rates. And here's every, I just dude, dude, it's okay. Like, I believe the J mods have like enough of an understanding of what the community wants. Um, and I think they just recently, like, I think it just like, they're kind of turned into that and it makes me really freaking pumped. Like, I don't even want to know like what the items are going to come from a boss. I want there to be like, give me like, if it's cosmetic, I don't even want them to say anything. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, just like, don't tell anybody. And then one day if it pops up, if it's a one in 500,000 chance to get a freaking cosmetic, you know, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. Like, if it's not going to affect anything, I don't think the, the, the community should even have to know. Just make it a surprise. Yeah. You know, I, I get excited about a potential. Well, first of all, I'm in complete agreement with you. I don't feel like I would have been in complete agree, agreement with you years ago. 
But at this stage, I just, I'm, first of all, I'm super pumped for a new master level quest, super excited for a brand new boss. We have nothing we don't know about. And to be honest, the fact that they've even revealed the rewards, I wish they had just not actually yeah. at this point, which, uh, see, see, I'm trying to look at it in a different way where it's like, okay, I still want players to have control, you know, a little yep, bit of control where it's like, okay, yep. like this is obviously too OP, but what you said, the J mods do have a good idea. I think because of years and years of player um, yeah. uh, involvement in these decisions, I feel like the J-Mods have come, and the J-Mod team is just fantastic, and they're big. Like, the, the team is big now. So yeah. I would love to personally see this go forward and even become more mysterious, where they barely even say anything, in fact. They yep. just release something. And one thing that would be, or, or just to, like do a test run, like involve everyone and say, hey, listen, we're going to come out with something, in four weeks' time, we've already been working on it. This is going to be a one-time trial thing. We're going to discuss with the community afterward, but we are going to keep everything secret, and we're just going to release something. I feel like that... Give it, maybe, dude, maybe, I love maybe, that. Maybe yeah. that should be a vote. And they've already lowered the voting percentage to 70% and just say, hey, we're going to, do, we're going to try something. Everything's mysterious. Yep. We're going to release it. Do you guys want this? If it's above 70%, we're going to go for it. It's not going to be anything absolutely crazy like a Raids 4 or anything, but just some significant piece of content yeah but, you know when you had said um where you kind of just discover a new item i thought uh, what about a clue expansion in the future that they just release new third age or just new items in general that are extremely <laughs> rare and they don't say a fucking word about it they dude just yeah like throw it. it in a master clue or something yeah just just all of a sudden somebody gets something that's a well, the, I guess like, I guess one thing that kind of spoils it is uh, the collection log because the collection log will instantly have it. You know, just what I mean? have a just have a just have a. <laughs> um, no, you remember like back in the day when people play like Street Fighter and it would just be like a phased out version and people are like, oh, what's this character? Oh, like a or little like, like uh, question mark sort of like a gray. Yeah, out, like just completely. Yeah, and like it, it would is. just. And you know what? This is the the freaking helm of resin whatever. Yeah, like if you right click that. And it says, like, it was found by, like, Pikachu Yup or something. Mm -hmm. Do that shit. Like, once a year. Like, I like, maybe once a year to start. But, like, like the idea of just complete silence. Nothing. Like, no anything. Or maybe, like, there's one thing that I really liked what League of Legends does before a new champion. Before they really even update it. Like, you're, if you're so used to playing something, like, you pick up on really subtle changes. If you're, especially with like League, right? You're just doing the same map if you're doing like, if you've ever played it. And I remember there was a couple times before Champions came out, like you, I would see like in the bush, there was like some scuffling and like you would see like the tail of something. And I was like, what the mm. heck was that? Like, that's never been here before. Why did they do that? And then like three weeks later, bam, there's a new champion out and he loves bushes and he loves, he's got a tail, you know, or whatever it is. So like do something like that where, uh, the stuff that's just like completely, nobody even cares about or looks at like the town crier. Like he like constantly is announcing stuff in like Varrock and stuff of, of like, Hey, there's a new post go out. Like nobody, nobody really listens to the dude, but maybe if like, if there was like a once every 20 minutes, he says a line that just people are like, hold on. Have you seen, has anybody ever seen him do this thing? And it just gets people talking like slowly leaking stuff that way. And then 
coming out with something at a scheduled time where it's just complete, utter mystery. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm excited. I am excited for the future of the game, just simply because I think the team and the community are all kind of aligning with that. Like, we don't want to know exactly what's happening, I feel like. We did at a certain time, but people change, mindsets change, the community changes, and I think this is a good point, a a good shift. I wouldn't say total turning point, because we don't want to absolutely just destroy what we've created with a community-driven game. But yeah, a little bit of mystery is just amazing. Yeah, especially if they were to do it where, like, let's just say TOA, for example, nobody knew that there was a pet coming out. Everybody assumed, but they didn't really release and adamantly say until, like, a couple days before it came out, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Because I remember asking a lot of questions about it, because on my Pet Guy account, I was like, well, hey, is there a pet? Like, because if there is, I can't do it. I can't do TOA. Um, But it doesn't matter. But, um, But it would be cool if they had, like, for raids for some item that is in the raid, but like maybe you have to do something specific to even have a chance at getting it. And then it would say like when the first person ever gets it, it would say like this was discovered on the examine text, like discovered by so-and-so. And then everybody's collection log is updated to where now they can at least right click and get the name like you can with the, or however the collection logs work. Um, but other than that, it would just be like a question mark, right? Like, like you said, like just a black question mark. Yeah. Um, I would love to see stuff like that. And then I know you're a big fan of clue scrolls. Huge. Something that I think, I don't know. I would love to, to hear your opinion on this. Uh, but I personally think that master clues from caskets should be uh, stackable. Complete agreement. Uh, Oh, yes. I'm so glad you said that, dude. Do you know Iron Queen? No. So Iron Queen's uh, a streamer, super leveled up Iron Man, one of the, like, just like a dedicated pet hunter and just collection log enthusiasts. Um, Incredible account. But I'm pretty sure the original idea, like, was master tokens and master tokens are basically the thing you would get that would eventually be like a a stackable master the the thing i get worried about with like an actual just stackable master is it really fundamentally changes how clues work especially i don't know it's just it feels strange but what would be cool is to just get stackable master tokens so it's just like a little red token and you just turn those into watson whenever and then you can just get your master from there. So yeah, you're not interrupted doing the casket opening, but you get a stack yeah. of these tokens. But one of the things I had mentioned, and I've mentioned this a million times, is I don't want it to just instantly be unlocked to everybody. I think if you were to do that, it kind of devalues uh, master clues in a sense. For example, if a level three first goal was to complete the easy log, the easy clue log, they would just be able to stack up just like hundreds potentially of these master tokens where they didn't like they weren't at a stage to do them i get worried about that i'm not completely just like no we shouldn't give everybody this shot but one thing i thought would be a cool idea is once you've achieved 100 master clues then you get the option to have master tokens so it's still an option and you have to have at least proven to watson that you are one that can uh complete master clues 
and then it yeah. kind of starts stacking it. But I, I I do understand the appeal of just always just. Or what if it, what if it was uh, what if it was a unique drop from the the freaking boss, the mimic. What do you mean? Like, like a oh like, like a that like a would... special golden coin that Watson's like oh this is some good shit, and then he's like here I'll stack all your masters now you know yeah, like no, no, like an untradeable drop that you'd have to get from the mimic oh to yeah. then like allow masters to be you know like to to prove essentially and maybe it could average out to be a, a hundred masters yeah but then there would be people like I love the idea of like some people are like I got it in my first one. And then other people are like it's been three thousand masters, you know, just like yeah. crazy stuff. No, there's um, so many ways to go about it. I always thought, by the way, just simply because you mentioned mimic, and I'll let you go. Um, the mimic, I think, really should give a mimic dust transmog that can be used on your bloodhound to turn it into oh, a mimic. Of course, like oh, that, of that's course, yeah. Thing. Like, come on, yeah, totally, totally. I I agree completely. Uh, but when it comes to like the the master stacking. I the the way I thought of it is if I'm not mistaken, is it the same with every clue? It's like a one in fifty, or is it does it change incrementally? So for easies, it's one in fifty. For medium, one in thirty. Hard, one in fifteen, and then elite, one in five. Okay, so what I thought my original plan before I like your token ID or anything like mm -hmm. that. Um, you know how they pretty much just look like Christmas cat crackers in in leagues and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. So my thought was like it would act like uh, ecumenical keys where if you have a master, it's now more difficult to get a master clue and then up to a cap. But then you could keep stacking them. So say if it's one in 50 from easies, if you want to attain a stackable master, it's one in 60. And then if you have 10 stackable masters, now it's one in 80 or one in 90 the which thing, in a in a perfect ideal world that works but then there's always the drop abuse where you just drop it and then you just open it and because the game doesn't register you have a stack anymore which is remove similar. the drop option to destroy that's true i mean there's ways to get around it sure but yeah i, I know what you're saying mm -hmm. um you're yeah because yeah, I do that with ecumenical keys back yeah, in the that, day. Yeah, that's also been an idea I've heard on Reddit and on Twitter of just this idea of being able to stack up hard clues, but you do get that disadvantage over time. So, for example, you're doing a hard or like you're doing a hellhound task, you get a hard clue, but you want to keep it, but you should be punished in some way for keeping it, holding on to it, so the rate increases. It's uh, it's it's tough to decide like what's appropriate. Well. Um, but yeah. Maybe what if you just take the clue to Watson? Like you still yeah. have to leave, you still have to go away, you take it to Watson, he rolls it up, sticks it in a thing and gives it back to you. Dude, all I'm saying, is, okay, did you ever hear of my owl idea? It's been a fucking minute since I've talked about this. Listen. No. With the hunter skill, you can train an owl. And Love you know, it. like in Harry Potter, I'm not a fan of Harry oh, Potter, yeah. but I got to relate to Harry Potter anyway. So got Harry it. Potter okay. has the lore of like owls delivering messages. Yeah. So this owl would instantly send your clues with a high enough hunter level. So for example, level 50 maybe is easy clues, level 60 medium and so forth. And then 
you just have your owl in your inventory or following you or whatever as a pet, and then that just instantly sends it to Watson and it's back. So you just you send your clues to Watson and I don't know. I think there is a lot of potential for stackable clues okay. um, to a certain limit and this so... ability to just hold them in a certain chest. And maybe you could even have like a Watson sort of deposit box that uh, – I don't know. Something that's connected, interconnected with your bank so you can just like pay a fee to just instantly retrieve them from Watson, maybe from another owl or something. I don't – I don't fucking know, but there's some Dude, idea. I'm, that I'm really cool. digging this. I love it. Um, and I think, I think it would, it should be like if, if hunting, uh, if, Ooh, okay. Hear me out. What if owls were like, uh, like random spawns, like implings. Okay. Okay. And so you would have to have the hunter level to get them. Um, and there would be tiers of owls, but every owl, could uh to could do this like transport of clues of any type of clue but the higher the clue was the chances are that in the delivery process it's destroyed um <laughs> i would oh my god i'd be so dude pissed. wouldn't i think that'd be <laughs> sick like especially if you got like a shitty owl uh, yeah, and then you like yeah. get a master there, cat there's got master to be an owl or something like that though. if there's not an owl it's 100 percent. i'm sure just yeah rage quitting like i sure. throw an elite in there like oh my but it would what i would what i think would be cool is if you could like it would be like they would be prized possessions mm. you know like like a like a like a freaking lucky impling so sort of you know or, or imagine like it's sort of like a pokemon you know however it's like the rare pokemon i'm not yeah super in the pokemon sure. universe but imagine you just get one that's like absolutely incredibly rare that you somehow got and now you have this prestigious owl that has like a super high 99.9 percent .9 success rate of delivery yeah. yeah yeah and if it's specifically just based around clue scrolls like there would be the people that kind of like and maybe you could uh Maybe you could like carry him on your fucking shoulder or something. I don't like, know. <laughs> like a shoulder, dude. That's genius. Like a shoulder parrot. Shoulder Except owls. owls are huge. It would look very, very misproportioned if would, they. It would be terrifying, especially when they do like a three sixty <laughs> head, head spin. Yeah. Yeah. I I do really like the prestigious. Like I think, um, one of the allures to the Iron Man content is like, yo, I earned this. I worked for this. Yep. And so I would like to see content that was. Um, like you have to earn it. You can't buy it. Like the thing with lucky implings, you can't buy a lucky impling. Nobody, you know, you just yep. like, you can buy somebody to scout it for you, um, which is fine, but a normal account can't buy them. And, and I think, uh, there's some allure to the fact that like, Hey, if like, what if lucky implings had a, a one in 100 chance of dropping a freaking lucky impling pet? Like that shit would be cool. Oh yeah, I you know uh, I I wonder if they could do. See, this is this is a problem because I think everybody deep down really enjoys the dopamine rush of seeing a lucky imp and being able to catch it, or seeing a dragon imp. Oh being yeah, able to catch it. The lower tiers not so much, but dragon and lucky are just exciting. And I really wish. So listen, I had talked to who was it. Um, maybe it was Mole Goat Kirby. I can't exactly, maybe it was Lake. I can't remember, but it was a recent guest that I had on where I was, I think it was Lake actually, this idea of getting potentially a reward. So you know how, um, in raids, like raids one, they have those like, uh, mysterious or whatever they call it, like those ancient relics where you just get an XP lamp and 
Um, TOA has those caches of runes where you just open them and you get a random amount of runes. Like, those are kind of exciting because it's just like, ooh, like, yes. I got, or, or for example, an unsired, something like that. Yes. Where By the way, make those control. bankable. Yes, I agree with that. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I got to add the damn it. <laughs> so, what would be cool is this impling sort of teleport sphere that teleports you to this instanced area where there are just hundreds of dragon implings and lucky implings just everywhere. Maybe even a new type of impling that can only be found there. And what you do is you smash this teleport crystal, and it's a very rare teleport crystal you get, which is basically like a purple, like a unique from a raid. And so you get this totally untradeable, can't trade, but you smash it open and you're teleported into this instance for like a minute. And you just run around with a net and you try to catch as many implings as possible. And so you just have this little minute timer. It was so just the dopamine is just on fire. You know what I mean? For like this minute session of just catch as many as you fucking can. Um, Dude, it that, reminds me of like old school Mario when you hit those coin worlds. Oh, yeah. You'd like go oh, yeah. down the thing and it was like exactly. nothing but fucking coins. Dude. And you're like, oh, God, I got to get them all. Oh, yeah. That is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. This little yeah. mini game, this little like, I, I, well, I played uh, Mario um, Sunshine, Super Mario Sunshine. Incredible because you get those little like okay, yep. dark Mario where, you know, you have to pass that little thing and you're trying to get all the red coins and stuff. Something like that just sounds like so much fun. Yeah. I agree. Get, get I all like, the dopamine um, you can from the game and just condense it into one minute long session. Oh, there is. I, I do like the um, the idea of having some sort of uh, as long as it's rare enough. Like one thing that I was talking about on stream is um, so in, in League, I'm going to reference League a couple times. I used to play it a lot, but I don't really play it anymore at all. I only play as RuneScape. But there was a couple ideas that they, they come out with that I think are really unique, and that's like game rotation modes. And what I think would be really good for the RuneScape minigame world or really just anything is if once a month they added something that's not super broken, but it kind of like... Um, highlights something in the game to encourage people to do that thing. Um, one of the ideas I had was like, say if if the gauntlet was targeted for that month, um, that in this month, when you're doing the gauntlet or the corrupted gauntlet, every single time you kill one of the tier one monsters, uh, you have like a one in 200 chance of it dropping like an armor piece instead of a weapon frame. So like it would save you an ass load of time. It would still be stupid rare, but it would just be cool to see the people that were like, Oh my gosh, like I was doing a freaking CG and I killed a rat and I got the leg piece drop. So now I don't have to chop, you know, one tree and one this, like just little things. And then, then, yeah. then it's gone a month later, like then it's gone. Right. And then we do something like castle wars, you know, it's, I don't know. I fucking hate castle wars and that's a whole nother topic, but I think it's like the worst. I hate it. Yeah. that That's just a very, it's a very old piece of content. It's very controversial to even change totally. castle wars. But they yeah. could really make something like Castle yeah. Wars. I think they were they were even talking about it, this idea of faction wars where there's like three factions that are facing each other, just like a minigame, 20-minute little session of just 
building a little base sort of and then attacking yeah. and i don't know there's, my thing there's so is just like that. anything that's like a permanent like time like you have to do this a much amount of time that where it's a battle between two people is detriment because if you go to castle wars and the other team just completely smokes you like who's going to stick around for the next 17 minutes when the the game has been chosen already like nobody wants to do that so either time limit or point cap that and that right there would make castle wars great for me yep like let me fight somebody best of three all right you guys got it and you did it in a minute great or we have like a really intense battle and it lasts 10 minutes like to me that doesn't matter like i just i hate being forced oh hey it's 10 to zero and uh i have to sit here for the next 15 minutes so that's like my biggest problem with castle wars I do like your idea, something of like a monthly little session that kind of goes to preferably more of a dead piece of content, like you said, like sure, yeah, or something, and yeah. just really incentivizing it in some sort of way. That does sound exciting. Uh, I really want. I don't know. I don't know what it really takes because most mini games eventually just get abused because it's just you want to complete the collection log for it. So what's the f- absolute fastest way to abuse this? Just get it over. Okay, with. agreed. Yeah. Um, those sort of high stakes sort of things where you kind of put money on the line. I know LMS used to have its high stakes. I think they still do. I don't know if anyone really does it anymore, but, um, something like a high stakes castle or so not everyone needs to do it, but people that are really into a sort of high stakes thing where you have like a dedicated team, there is so much potential for content creation based on a similar idea to castle wars. I don't think castle wars itself is, it's it's too clunky. Like there's there's too much wrong sure. with it. I think. But if you were to make a faction wars or something like that and really yeah. start putting energy and effort and uh, just work into designing a perfect balance piece of like PvP slash PVM slash skilling piece of content where you really have teams trying to win, not just being like, hey guys, let's all work together and speed this shit up so we can all get our collection logs done. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, no, I, there I needs agree to be completely. Some competition. Yeah, There'd know. have to be some sort of balance um, in order to acquire that. Or even if there was like a like a legitimate uh, like PvP system, like a like 2v2s, 3v3s, and 5v5s mm-hmm. um, to where people, and it was just based on rankings. I mean, I guess they kind of did that. I don't know. But and it didn't really turn out to be the greatest. But um, something something that I think would be a, a good one for them to target if they were to like upgrade or update anything would be pest control. It's so widely used to this day still. And I think if they were to incorporate more skills into pest control, um, and then again, use that, like that RNG basis thing of like, uh, say you, you kill a brawler and it drops, like there's like a one in 500 chance, which is quite rare to have, you know, in a pest control match, but say there's a one in 500 where it literally doubles your strength level for the remainder of the pest control match. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like it would be, it would just like little perks like that, like bring nightmare zone buffs, like throw those into fricking, um, uh, pest control, you know, and, but just make it on like drop rates of monsters, something, something like, uh, those shifters, um, giving, I don't know, giving you a little hotkey to let you zip around the map. Like who, I mean, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to, it's not going to break the game. Uh, but if you're just like, you know, whatever you want to do or, or, um, say you, now you have the, the freaking unlimited spec energy and you get that for a minute 
during a pest control thing. Yep. Um, you know, or you kill one and then there's like a little three by three square that it's just constantly rapidly healing anything that's in there. Uh, that's like an ally to you. Um, just stuff that would make it unique. Um, or you could even add like super busted material, but as long as it's crazy rare, it would just be exciting in its own right. Um, for people to go like, Oh my gosh, like we killed a guy and, uh, the brawler dropped the, the rally, the forces thing and, and four pest control, like void knights showed up and started helping us out mm-hmm. and it was follow the player around and whatever I attacked, they attacked. Or it just gives like a global increase of damage. So everybody in the match is now. Hit yeah. 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 More. 50 yeah, more. dude. Like, and it's like the rarest ones, like one in a thousand, like something yeah. you just don't really see. You barely see or it you every match. Like, or you just get one. That's like a tactical nuke, but in a good way. So it just instantly <laughs> finishes the round. You get double tickets or whatever. Yo, yo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but just if, as long as it's stupid rare. Yeah. Like that's cool. One one every five thousand like mm-hmm. monsters you kill. Like you just go in and Something it's over gets, in and thirty it, seconds and Yeah, and it announces so like it announces who the who the player is, so everyone's just cheering them like thank yeah, God. Dude, yeah, dude. That's just like exactly, man. I mean, and what harm would it do? You know, you could still have it, you know, what and then maybe there's one for the monsters. If they kill a bunch of players, <laughs> they they get buffed. I don't know, maybe Make it crazy, you know, or, or add like an insanity boat that you just get sent out and like shit's wild. Who knows? Yeah, dude, I get excited about uh, this idea of maybe even playing as I don't know. I've, I've, I've thought about this idea of like two side match similar to a Castle Wars, except one group is like I, I don't want to even say zombies because it's just so corny, but like zombies versus like the humans, you know, and yeah. so. You go into somewhat like a Castle Wars lobby where you're just randomly chosen on a side. Or you could have custom matches. But you have like zombies that attack really fast but don't have any weapons and don't have bows and stuff. They just can run like, I don't know, three tiles every tick instead of two. And they're just super oh, fast. And they just like start destroying you. It it sort of reminds me of, um, what is it? Is it Valorant or something? Or, or no, it's not Valorant. It's... um. Apex Legends, I think there's like a mode where there's like zombies. I, I I don't play those games. I played RuneScape too much to even experience it. But I've seen sure, yep, I'm in the these same things boat. where people are zombies and they have like these crazy abilities. But then you also have the humans, which have you know they can build stuff and they can do other things. Something yeah. like that would just be incredibly fun. But then yeah, using like be uh, that competition, which I just don't know the ins and outs of really creating that sense of like, okay, we actually want to beat these guys. We don't want to just throw sure. we don't want to just throw just to get our collection logs you know right well um what about uh something along the lines of like our own like among us where you have like imposters yeah and then like we all go in and just like the the imposters have the ability to just like literally one shot anybody yep um and then but then they get like transformed and then like instead of like a zombie versus humans it's like it's all humans, but there's like one guy that, or you know what? I actually thought this after watching the hand Annie event, the for suicide prevention, mm-hmm. um, which by the way is like one of my favorite videos ever, dude. I, I had so much fun with that con, uh, that competition. Like it was a blast, but there was a moment in that video where the, like everybody turns on me and, starts to attack but since i had smuggled items over the last like 12 hours i was like a freaking juggernaut (laughs) and nobody could kill me 
Um, and it took like a horde of people, like 15 people to take me down. And I thought this would be fun, like in a game mode, maybe a PVP arena style where that's what it is. Like you, you have somebody that is literally, you just make them twice the size and they, all their stats are like doubled and they just go around freaking destroying people, but you you have to work together as a team to kill the juggernaut. And then whoever gets the final blow becomes the juggernaut. And then you get points based on the individual, like your time allotted as the juggernaut. Right. Yeah. So like the longer you're a juggernaut, the better, but your maybe your position is always revealed. Um, you know, stuff like that to where it's like, you only gain points if you are the one who is the juggernaut, which then would provide, maybe it would eliminate that issue you're talking about where like you just can't bum rush it. Cause then it's on the one person like, Hey, I want to selfishly be the juggernaut cause I'm the only one getting points right now. Yep. You know, cause then that creates that, that tension of competition. Yep. Um, and then everybody else can just, you know, they just, they have to kill you. And then once somebody else, you know, boom, they become this like juggernaut or whatever. Uh, and then there's some sort of PVP reward or cosmetic weapon upgrades or something like that. See, I'm never sure exactly how, well, I know ELO systems are kind of difficult to, to manage, but um, if yeah. I, like, I really wish LMS, for example, had an ELO system where truly yeah. you are matched up against players of your own skill level and the better you do you're just going to get more elo not just like you just finish a game and you just get elo like it is right now where you're just elo yeah. just keeps going on indefinitely um but truly i wish there was a, a way to kind of match make a little bit better but it also just depends on people's involvement i feel like well i know there are a lot of people that do lms it never really looks like games are too full in the lobby but there are multiple games going on at once so there's correct there are yeah a, you know, a couple hundred players on at a time yeah. generally, but, um, yeah, they need to, uh, that, that competition. I really do crave it. Some sort of system where it's maybe yeah. PBM and a little bit of PVP involvement and really sure. matchmaking is like their top priority of just keeping players around the same skill level playing together. It sounds fun. Yeah. I, I would love something like that. I don't, I don't know how you would, I don't know how you would measure something. Dude, have you ever done a podcast with like a game dev? Yeah, yeah, you have. You, yeah, multiple. Yeah. Um, dang, I have you did you yeah, that's I would love to <laughs> just, Well, I would love I, to hear yeah. like their the technical oh, aspect. Dude, the, of, I, I, if you if you want to catch up on some of those like old ancient ones, uh Mod Arcane, Mod Husky, Mod Elena, like um, just incredible conversations of like game ideation yeah. and stuff. I, I, I highly ever, recommend those even to the audience listening. Yeah. Did you ever do uh one with mod Kieran? Not yet. No. Yeah. Not dude, yet. I don't know why I did, but for some reason I just love that dude's vibe. That dude's amazing. I've never talked to him all the time. I've never um like, I think maybe I've tagged him in like one or two Twitter posts. Um, I've talked to other mods. There's a lot of mods that I think are incredible people. Uh, freaking mod goblin, mod Aiza. Uh, but for some reason, I've just always thought Kieran was like such a cool freaking dude. Um, and so I would love to hear his his brain on like what is capable, or obviously there's mod Ash, but 
Um, no, so mod, mod Kieran and mod. I mean, there's a lot of J mods. I still want to get on mod Kieran. I just got to give him an, like an extra shout out. I know you just did, but, um, truly super aware of what the game needs. Super yes. creative with his own ideas, always willing to hear out other people's ideas. Never gets dogmatic about, you know, what should be in the game. And he's just a brilliant game dev. And on top of that, just a fantastic person, always radiating, just, always yeah smiling. dude i just love it man i love the his beast. vibe i love everything about him yeah he's an absolute legend i i uh i also got to give a huge shout out to mod bruno i think he's one of uh the most underrated j mods we have just yeah like total fucking legend and so humble too like you don't really hear much of him because he just does his part and like he, he doesn't need to be flashy toward anything like he's just doing a fantastic job so big shout out to mod bruno yeah King. I, uh, so I would say probably out of all the mods, like the one I'm closest with is mod goblin. We've talked a lot. He's a musician and I just, that guy's a freaking monster on the guitar. I freaking love everything he does musically. Um, but mod Aiza just recently came into chat. Uh, and it was actually, I, I, I said the line here. Um, but I said, I want more surprises. I was reading one of the, later updates um like the wednesday you know the what is it called the poll what are they called the game updates or the their yeah, blogs the blog. blogs yeah um i was reading one on stream and we read them every once in a while and i had mentioned that i was like i want i like i want more power in the jmod's hands because i feel like they have great intentions they understand the community and then I said, I want more surprises. And then Mod Aida's, Mod Aida's first chat in my stream is surprise. <laughs> like he was there <laughs> listening to me and I see him and like my heart sinks and I'm like, oh, oh gosh. Like it's, you're the guy, like you wrote this. <laughs> and, uh, but then like, I, dude, I, I think he's a super good guy. Super. I mean, he's just. I just, dude, I think the game devs of our, of our game, like you just don't see this interaction and so many people take it for, for granted. Yep. Um, because they don't like the fact that you even can communicate to complain, like <laughs> nobody, no other game devs give a shit. And I mean, they do, you know, they might like care about their game, but like, they don't got time to deal with the community. In bro. Games. Yeah. Yeah. No, and just yeah. the fact that uh, like I've I've had uh, I don't know I think seven seven J mods on the cast right now, and every single time I like I remember the first J mod I got on Mod Arcane, I got really nervous because I'm like this feels strange for just a random player that just randomly started a crappy podcast at the time <laughs> to just be like, hey, you want to <laughs> talk for like three and a half hours randomly on your day off or you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's every single time, every single J-Mod I've asked has been incredibly willing and super excited to come on Dude, and just so talk. Cool. And it's just like, wow, you don't expect it. Uh, at least I didn't. And it's been like incredibly like humbling and just being like, I don't know. They really do care about the game. They care about the community and they, they want yeah. the game to thrive. They're not just there for money. Um, yeah. And just no, like, I, I agree. Know. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's, a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty awesome thing that we're uh, involved in. Yeah. You know? So as, as people go through their rage settings and, and thinking that everything's like, this game's falling to shit, well, that it wouldn't be 
and it can't be if we're still hiring people, if we're still doing this, you know, like there's still things that are going on. And, and for me, dude, I cringe so much at the people that like, dude, I literally laugh. I, I do my best like to not say derogatory things to people because I don't know what they're going through. And that like in real life or in RuneScape, they're frustrated about something. I don't, you know, I don't know. And so I just avoid saying anything negative. But one thing that just is a freaking cringe fest for me is like <laughs> RuneScape will post anything, literally anything. It could be like, Hey, I heard that it was the, you know, independence day for America. Like, Hey, good job. You know, whatever. And there'd be one guy that's like, fix the servers. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, like in all caps, like yep. in the bottom, like he's just like, bring back PVP. And I'm like, bro, nobody hears you. Nobody like, stop it, dude. Or they'll go live. And somebody's like, when do we get this update? And I'm like, dude, just, just enjoy what they have to say. Yeah. Like just sit back. It'll be okay. You know, just like, it'll be fine. This too shall pass. <laughs> you know, it's, it's this idea of like feeling like you're not heard. And so I do understand where people come from, where there's issues where they've just been in the game for so long. And the only thing they think is appropriate at any time is to keep yelling it until it's finally fixed, which sure. fair, fair point that it hasn't been really addressed as much as people want it to be addressed and fixed. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, like sometimes you just got to relax and just realize like this stuff takes a lot of time and yeah. And I don't, I, my thing as well, like I don't ever complain about like servers or the lag. I don't have, I don't have enough information. I don't know enough about like server structure mm -hmm. to even complain. I don't know what's going on. You know, people are like, well, all they got to do is just port more money. You have no idea. Like, you don't, you don't run a company. You don't, like, the, you know, they're just out for money. I, they're doing, you're literally just saying words. Mm -hmm. You have no factual evidence to provide any sort of support for what you're saying. Yet you're very, very passionate about it, which I admire. <laughs> yeah. But also, you're kind of looking dumb. Yeah, no, it's, it's people that like put like all caps in their names and they'll just like have their own agenda in their Twitter name. Like their name on Twitter is now what they want in the game. And it's <laughs> yeah. usually all caps. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Just yeah. Poonslayer69, bring back Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay. So oh, we got a couple uh, people that have some good topics. I first want to cover Madam Mages. She says, you are simply the best. We've already oh. covered this next one. She said, she asked, do you, do you actually eat radishes? Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> and then she asked, uh, and then two more, what are your biggest goals for next year? And what was your favorite part about TwitchCon? Oh, meeting people hands down. And also accidentally being distributed. The special access badge is my favorite part of TwitchCon. <laughs> um, I didn't talk much about it just cause like, but when I went to TwitchCon, the i i met um well i i guess i'll give you two one of my the the horrifying thing for me at twitchcon was when i first like my first moment there uh they wouldn't let me in unless i could prove that i didn't have covid and uh i like i didn't have any paperwork or anything like that and i tried to explain to them they're like you didn't get a paper when you got vaxxed 
And I was like, listen, like any, any paperwork that I had about any sort of anything, I lost the fire. <laughs> okay. I don't have that stuff, but I did just get tested before I came here, but I didn't have the paperwork on me. And it was a Sunday. So like trying to get a hold of a doctor on a Sunday is pretty damn hard. So my doctor is a personal friend of mine. So I call him and I'm talking with him and he's like walking me through the process of trying to find this information online. And I, the only person I had met at this time was, uh, um, Cuneeks, right? Cuneeks mm-hmm. stayed with me at the Airbnb. And, uh, but at this time he had left and I'm on the phone and here comes, I hear the words radish and my heart sinks. Cause I don't know who it is yet, but I know that I can't talk to them because I'm on the phone with my doctor on a Sunday and he already wasn't like too stoked that he's like trying to help me out. And he doesn't even really know like how to find this information online without his like work computer and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, I couldn't have the opportunity to talk. I turn around, it's freaking tasty whale prison, Joe, um, and maybe Krylax or somebody, I don't know. And I, they're like radish. Oh, it's T Papa. They're like radish. And I literally like put the phone to my chest and I wave them off. Like I'm the fucking King of England. And I'm like, sorry, oh, this uh, is a really important phone call. God. And then they just like walk away. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to throw oh, up. The worst first impression ever. <laughs> the worst, dude. Literally like, the fuck worst. you guys. <laughs> oh, God. I can't be bothered with you. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> picking out my newest Lambo color. Like, it was just, I just felt like mortified. Yeah. And uh, so that was like my worst experience. But by the way, they gave me shit about it when I met them later that day. Yeah, that's um, fair. But then, like, my favorite thing is, like, when I did meet up with them, Tasty's like, Radish, what is that on your badge? And I was like, what's what? And he's like, that, like, insignia thing by your name. And I was like, I don't know. I have no idea what it is. And uh, and he's like, I've never seen that. Like, nobody else has that in here. Like, what is it? So the next day... Uh, I tried asking some of the employees and none of them knew. And then eventually a guy brought me to like one of the like managers of the Twitch con. And he says, Oh, that's the special access badge. Like you don't have to wait in lines and you can go anywhere. Oh shit. And I thought, what the fuck? But what I said was, Oh, okay. That makes sense. It didn't make sense to me, but I didn't want him to take it away. (laughs) And so I used that shit to my advantage. Oh my gosh. And I mean, it was the, it was, it was the, the defining factor of why I got so much out of TwitchCon. And one of the things Bodhi, I reached out to him on Twitter and I was like, dude, I'd love to meet you, man. And, uh, and this just shows you the guy's character. He says, I'm really busy at TwitchCon. I'd love to meet you up. I'll be walking around, blah, 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 blah. He said, worst case scenario, I do have a meet and greet at four. And so what that says to me when he says worst case scenario is he was, he viewed our relationship more cordial than it was like fan to, you know, like he doesn't know me. Like I'm a nobody. Mm -hmm. Like he, he was like, yo, I'd love to meet you. I'm very busy. Worst case scenario, you can stand in line to meet me. Right. And so I just like, I just thought that was really respectful that he had really painted out the like, Hey, 
I don't want to make you wait in line. But to me, I was like, this is the best case scenario. What do you mean worst case scenario? I know where you'll be at and I don't have to wait in line. Sign me up. And so I literally did everything I wanted to do at 355. I walked up. I flashed my badge. They put me at the very front of the Bodie line. And there was like a like a freaking massive, massive line of people waiting to see all these content creators. And I was like, dude, I know exactly where you're going to be at four. I'm not even going to wor- be worried about finding you. <laughs> it's just like a so walk cool. up there. Dude, it was so sick, man. Um, That was like... Amazing. And that's why I got to meet Miss Madam Mage and Kemp Q and Nine Rain. Like they were in this Kappa Cabana thing. And there was like a 45 minute line to get in there. I just freaking walked in. And like the guy at the front was like, hey, uh, you got to get to the back of the line. And I just literally showed him my badge. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And I'm like, oh, he apologized. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea, but they gave it to me and I used it. So that's amazing. I yep. re- I am uh I'm excited for a future potential rune fest or the next. Oh, I want that so bad. I'm definitely going. I, I hear the stories and it just sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Let me just say this then. At the next rune fest, I want Jagex to reach out to me to perform music. Let me be like a, a like a like a luthier in the corner. I don't give a shit. I just want to be like I want that. I want that so bad to just sit, play my guitar, and just be like just background noise. Yeah. Um, during a Rune Fest, but like specifically for like Jagex. Like I'm just here to just please the ears as people walk by, and people can listen if they want to, and like whatever and whatnot. Bard. Yeah, that I would love that. I would love that. So. <laughs> J mods, if you're listening, that's make it happen, please. I love you. Hell yeah. All right. What are your <laughs> biggest goals for next year? Um, I want to be the world record holder for the fastest in-game time maxing of a hardcore Iron Man. For real? I do, yeah. And I'm in the process of doing it right now while we're And talking. you think you can max so. in a year? Oh, of course. So what are you I'm... at right now on your or wait, yeah. Wait, you've already started it, right? I have, I have. My account is Juiced Radish, and uh, um, I, I'm. We're creating our own. Like it's the Osiris guide that I want to. Like we're literally figuring out if this is the best method. A lot of people say no, you're wrong. I'm okay with that. You know, prove me wrong. Uh, and you know, if you max before me, then obviously you're right. Your method's better. Um. Because what I think the the some of the best things about competition is it pushes the limit of what people think is possible. And so right now I'm only a total level uh, of 1022, but I am at doo, 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 um, five days played time. Um, but it's not really about total levels right now. There's just stuff that you just have to pretty much do on a hardcore. Um, but what I'm, what I think is more valuable, and this is just pure theory crafting, um, that people don't really contribute a lot to is passive XP during stuff and multi-training skills. Um, so like the passive construction experience during winter Todd, uh, I think is way more valuable than people give it credit to. Um, I also think the passive construction experience during Temporos is extremely valuable. Um, even like the, the wood cutting and stuff. Um, so there's, there's a lot of like different ways. Like we, we did the math and 
so many people get their graceful outfits and like I have math to prove that getting graceful is literally like pointless until around level 90. So, um, and everybody, I mean, if people listen to that, they're going to like throw a bitch fit and say I'm wrong, but I'm not, I have the math for it. So, um, and that's really only in the case that you know exactly what you're doing. You're going from point A to point B, you know, now for an account that's not efficient, graceful is extremely efficient because you're running all over the place willy nilly and you need to save your run energy. But for me, I know my next destination and I don't even run out of run energy by the time I get there. So, but yeah, so I, I do think that I'll be able to max in a year and, and if I die, I'll, I'll redo it because I have a goal and nothing really stops me from my goals. So, hell yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. To, I'm excited to see it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Q Neeks asks, how the fuck do you wake up every day at like 4 a.m.? By the way, I got to say, I did watch the Based After Dark episode where Q Neeks literally said he got back from just a crazy fucking night and then he gets back to the apartment which you were staying at and you're up with your coffee at 4 a.m. like want some coffee (laughs) and he's like fucking trying to go get some sleep he just had the craziest night ever dude yeah dude it was so funny he comes in and he's like are you getting up or going to bed (laughs) and i was like bro i've been up for like an hour and a half man god oh what is your daily like routine do you think you wake up relatively at that time or uh yeah oh yeah special occasion because of twitch nope every day every day uh and mm, eight maybe sometimes 7 30 um and and really i mean a lot of people they have their opinions and stuff but one of my greatest mentors in life told me success begins before five. And so I've just taken that to heart and it might not play with everybody's situation. Everybody wants to whine and cry. When I say that if you're a third shift worker, obviously blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter to you. It doesn't mean that to you, but for me in my life, in my situation, that's what I believe. And so I'm working hours before people are thinking And so I just believe that that's where my success begins. And, um, I go to bed with my kids, like when they go to bed Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm up hours before them and that's just my routine. I do it all the time. That's cool. I also don't use alarms. I'm very, very adamant about never using an alarm. Do you have any sort of device that sort of helps you wake up or is it because there's no sun, right? Like, so is it just natural? Yep. And, uh, there, there's been like four different occasions where I, my wife has woken me up and she's like, are you dead? Because it would be like nine and she'll wake me up and I'm like, nope, my body needed rest. Let's go. <laughs> the latest I've ever woke up, like just because I need my body needed rest. It was 11 a.m. And I was like, huh, that's weird. But then I, I just like was recharged and back to normal. Yeah. So I just listen to my body and I think that's really, really important. That's cool. Um, yeah. So no assisted waking up. What about favorite meal? So Q Neeks is asking favorite meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, but I want to get a little bit more specific. So if you were to have one meal as like, just, okay, let's just imagine you've just, you've not eaten for two days straight and you get to choose just the perfection of just a perfect meal. What is it? Sushi. 
just unlimited sushi just like unlimited all varieties sushi. all varieties it's the it's the it's it's fantastic it okay, is well you're literally just me then so uh yeah dude bro you like sushi i am upset anything seafood oh my anything oh, seafood. Yes. And, and sushi is just the greatest because it's just like these bite-sized perfection yep. little it's things. fresh it's it's great and i'm talking like sushi good stuff yes like i've spent literally years of my life learning how to make sushi and the great like if i were to teach anybody it's not about the ingredients because a lot of the ingredients you use most of the time if you have like sashimi or um like which is just like raw fish like mm -hmm. you don't really have to prepare it like it's good to know how to cut it um but sometimes like the stuff that you use is just like raw in the package. The the best thing about sushi is knowing how to make rice. That is like if you don't know how to make rice, clean rice, do all that stuff, then your sushi's gonna taste like shit. Um but yeah, sushi any day, every day, I will eat sushi. I Dude, love it. There's a poke bowl place here that makes like sushi burritos. Yes. Like, sushi as well, sushi burritos and just the bowls. Yep. I've Dude. had it I've had it before. I love it. <sighs> Poke bowls are like the greatest things ever because they're more. It's more food than the sushi, so that's a plus already. Because sometimes that sushi, I'll get like three rolls, and I'll still just be like, I wish I had like two more rolls. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> but like those poke bowls, man, like those are just so filling that you just choose all the ingredients you want, and oh my god, it's just so good, so Dude, good, sweet man. Yeah, I will have to. I'll have to take you out to sushi sometimes if we ever if we ever uh, meet up anywhere. Oh hell yeah, like, I'm so that'll down. be the place. So down. All right, elaborate to the audience how you recognize game ticks, especially for solo chambers. Okay, so I was a musician for a uh, a long period of time, and I'd play on stage. And in order to like play syncopated with people, you either a play with them for a while and just learn it by habit, um, or you use like an in ear metronome. And for me, the in ear metronome is the easiest method. Uh, however, like RuneScape doesn't have a viable metronome system that a anybody on Twitch would appreciate. Like everybody hates it. Uh, if you use a, an audible tick, um, like people think that you're, it's like nails on a chalkboard and they can't stay in the stream. And I, uh, I use a visual metronome that siphons through four different colors and Everything that I do in the game is associated with one of those colors. Uh, specifically, what Cuneix is talking about is the Chamber of Zarek. And during that, um, I found out that if you have a visual four tick like cycle of colors, when the from the moment you walk into the room, um, I know what color Olm's head will turn because it's all indicated and planned out for you. Because everything um, in the Chambers of Zarek fight can be broken down into four ticks. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, it, it I, I've just like made this method that it makes it brain dead monkey status um, to where I'll say, OK, well, we're on the green tick cycle. 
So if I mess up at all, I know you just get to this um, square on the map. And as soon as it's green, you just go to the other side and you're back in the tick. You're back in the cycle. It's instantaneous every single time. It's a no brainer. It's foolproof. Um, and I love it. And so I started doing that and I was running solo chambers and it became like a joke. It was so easy. Um, now this only works so far from what I've gathered. Um, I have, I've never done the, um, the, there's like the four to four and O method for mage or three and O method for mage. And then there is a, um, four to one. It's the, the one you never take damage. Oh, either way that that, that's four to zero. Yeah. So, but it wouldn't be, it's, it's like one to zero. Oh, you're doing the one where you just miss ticks and you're just going back and forth, just hitting once. Yeah. With like an elder mall. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's one to zero. So now the reason, the reason I do that method is because I was doing it on an iron man and I just happened to get the iron, uh, the elder mall at like 54 combat so like that was just the best weapon i had so i thought like it's kind of pointless just to stand there and take hits mm -hmm. so i just naturally like learned that you could do that um with the help of one of my viewers named i make bong for you but uh <clears throat> so from then on i just keep the color scheme all the time everything that i do i'm always having this color on my screen um it's a it really goes undetectable by a lot of people. Every once in a while, people are like, why are these there like colors going on in your screen? Um, it's helped me like, it helped me immensely with, uh, with the Inferno. Like I'll know. So people are like, Hey, you got to wait until he bends his knee just a little bit. And then when he stands up, he's going to fire a missile. He'll look to the left. And that's when you prayer flick. And I'm like, bro, I can't. What? No, I'm not going to listen to that shit. And so like, I'll see a ranger and I'll know, oh, okay, he's on the blue tick cycle. So as long as my color before blue is red. So I was like, okay, if I'm praying range on red, I can turn it off on blue. And it's, we call it the, uh, the Fisher price method. It's like children <laughs> play toys. Um, is one of my buddies. He's, he just calls it the Fisher price method because oh it's God. just red, white, green, blue. That's it. And it siphons through those colors um, and then you just learn a lot. You learn a lot when you're constantly seeing the ticks instead of hearing it. Um, and then I just started realizing there's so much that you can do inside of these tick manipulations. And people are like, I mean, even, uh, during the, the, the speed run competition for, for maxing, people are saying like, you can't use regular logs to tick manipulate. Well, I found out that's not true. You totally can. Um, you just like, I'm going to say it in my terms. You just need to be two colors away from a tree. You start your fletching. And then by the time you get two colors ahead, so like whatever color you start on, um, it's going to start that four tick action while you're walking. And then you'll eventually get to the tree and the first color or first tick when you get to that tree is an option or it allows you to uh, potentially chop that tree. So like if you're running around and doing a lot of stuff, you can do a lot while you're walking and you never like, you can light fires and never like miss a tick. You just mm -hmm. walk the whole way, 
you just drop a fire and you just keep going, but you have to be able to balance it. Um, with different tick cycles and I just use colors. So love it. I love the innovation, just whatever works for a certain person. I eventually yeah. just let it, I mean, cause I, I've had a musical background, not as intense as like you or, or Joran or uh, any of the other people, but um, like it really just is a matter of time. And just that kind of feeling, you start getting that intuition of like, okay, like this is going on. And again, it's just all like this time and just, really being aware yeah. of what's happening and it all started with me for just one tick flicking just getting that timing down now it's like dude i will be tapping my foot if i'm doing some sort of content i am literally tapping my foot the entire time i'm playing it's just every point six seconds yeah it, it's just <laughs> wow. i mean i can be lying in my bed not even logged in and i i could be very very precise and accurate with how long point six seconds is i can just I, yeah, I would impressive. probably miss a couple. I'd probably be a little bit off if I did it for a full minute. I'd probably be like half a second off by the end. I like, I got it fucking nailed. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, okay. So I want to cover uh, a few of the names that just brought up something that we've already sort of covered. Um, a lot of these are just sort of like shout outs. So okay. big shout out to uh, Steps. Says one of the most wholesome people in the community. Can't wait for this one. Um, oh. Big shout out to let's see, friend zones again. Just the whole thing oh, about dude, positivity yeah. and friend, uh, just uh, smiles yeah. and stuff. Um, also, big shout out to Zuo. Just says dub, big dub. <laughs> yeah. Um, man up. A polygmanuts? A what? I'm confused. I don't know how to say that name. I do not know how to say that. I, I swear to God, I, I probably butchered that. Um, again, what we were just talking about, this sort of depth of game knowledge and the fact that you're uh, going for max efficiency, um, hardcore Iron Man maxing. I, I think it's cool. Um, Whale, big fan, he says. Dude, I love that guy. He's so freaking cool. Whale is fucking awesome. My so hands don't. Cool. My hands don't work. Slash Cam says, "Thank Hell you yeah. for being you and for sharing your life with the world." Radish. My only question for you, again, it goes back to the the positivity which we've talked about. Does being so positive and patient take active thought throughout the day, or is it just a natural uh, thing? You can answer that actually. Yeah, it uh, it is. It's very intentional. Um, because there's times where I get really fucking mad, and I have to remind myself. Um, cause I'm a human being, I'm not a robot. Um, and so, yeah, it takes active thought. Absolutely. But there are like, you get, you get to the point where there's, you know, you, you start to build that like secondhand nature or, um, you know, where it's just like, oh, okay, this, this feels more comfortable. I, I know my way out of a situation like this because I'm constantly reminding myself, uh, you know, to, to, to look at life in a different aspect or through a different filter awesome he also says love you tons can't wait for the cast and ellie i love you radish boy vids ellie dd ellie is dd yep oh i freaking love that girl she's, <laughs> she's got the she's voice positive. oh my gosh oh yeah another another musically talented creator in the osr's community like, as well yeah she gives me freaking goosebumps she's so good Anyway, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, Radish Boy. Um, I first of all, I'm surprised uh, with I don't know, just the, these casts just fly so fast. Like we've been talking for nearly three and a half hours, which is just incredible. But Dang, man. I just got to say, uh, I've absolutely loved our afternoon together. I do. I, yeah, man. 
I want to finish this off with you shouting out three people from the community. So anybody from the community and a reason why, I guess. So yeah. And so I I have thought about this because you asked it in the beginning. And I think respectfully, I need to, to bring light to three people that are the reason that I'm streaming. There's been a lot of people that have blessed me throughout my journey of streaming, but it would probably not be like, I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Vivisk, uh, who I, she's not even like really in my circle anymore. If she, I used to communicate with her almost every day. Um, but she was the one that was like, you need to stream. This is crazy. Right. And, and so like that, that to me, like it means something still to this day. I'll never forget her. Um, Katarina, she is another um, lovely lady that was extremely, extremely supportive to my early streaming career. Uh, she's a PVP, just a fantastic human being. I met, I met her at TwitchCon and her and I's relationship goes way back. I respect her so much. And then Beggar. Beggar is another one. Um, Beggar official, just a, a lovely human being. Uh, dude wears a panda hat. Um, but he, he was like, he like found me when I was like a little baby and raided me one day with, I think 84 people. And I about shit a brick and he's been a friend, um, for a long time. And, uh, and I just, those are the three people. And I gotta say one more potato Heim. I gotta say four. I'm sorry. But those, those people are like at the, like the birthing conception or the like that which is the opposite of what I was trying to say like at the birth of my stream like yep. those are the people that motivated me that showed like compassion and gave me advice and encouraged me um and again like obviously there's millions of people that have like helped me out you know but those are the people the reason that I'm here that's awesome radish boy absolutely loved our afternoon Guys, down in the description, we will have Radish Boy's Twitch, YouTube, Twitter. Is there any other links you'd like, Radish Boy? Uh, just OnlyFans, Family House. OnlyFans, perfect. Like we got all those. Yeah, that, that, th- I mean, those are not to even be named. They'll just be down there. So yeah, exactly, dude. I and thank you so much, man, for this opportunity. I've literally, it's really cool. Like, I've listened to a lot of your rambles and your theory crafts, and like, I love like listening to those stuff. I I love just like putting like brain to to you know to paper if you will um and to be involved in one and to hash ideas back and forth and you show support support for some of my ideas is really really humbling it's really cool man hey it's my pleasure man guys if you want to support the save cast down in the description as well with with radish boys links down there right below that there is a patreon link if you guys would like to support the cast uh pledge starts at two dollars a month you get your name on the title screen you'll be directly supporting the cast and into the future so feel free and that's it for me radish boy any final thoughts yes final thoughts something i like to say on my streams a lot when we end it is i try to encourage somebody out there just do something nice for somebody else. I, I, a lot of the times it's really easy to buy somebody a coffee. It could be less than five bucks and it literally could change a life. So just think about doing something for somebody else today. You're a legend. Radish boy. Thank you again very much guys. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.